0: You die once, and suddenly you're not invisible. Explore the story of Heed, who was a corpse for a while, but is back to life and trying to learn about just what had happened, only to discover the story is far stranger than that. Inspired by manga, Alter X Artifact is a new LGBTQ webcomic for mature readers revolving around magic and political espionage. This comic features fantastic elements, gripping storytelling, and impressive visuals that pull you into the strange but fascinating world of the comic. Alter X Artifact explores themes of magic, dreams, and relationships, all while deftly weaving a compelling mystery with eye-catching visuals. You're still in time to enjoy the exciting prologue as well, but you gotta hurry over onto the website. So, if you're looking for your next weekly webcomic read, you need to go to alterxartifact.com. That is alterxartifact.com.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, you have climbed into the distraction hole. I'm your host this week, Mr. Kevin Heyman. With me are Mike. Mike, how you doing? I am. Um, I got a bit of a headache, but
2: otherwise I'm doing all right.
1: Oh, dang, son. Well, could be worse. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yep. You could, could. be dead. Yeah, exactly.
1: Be care. you be careful. I'll be careful. You'll be dead. <laughs> and we've got Mr. David Davis. David, how are you? Melting still melting
0: I, 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 yeah, I think I said that last time as well it's just been one continuous stream of <laughs> you, just like me sluicing off of my skeleton your,
1: your entire exit you're basically suffering uh in your own way what happens at tr- happened at chernobyl
0: like like y- you remember uh Return of the Living Dead with the tar zombie?
1: No, but I do remember that, the... That's,
0: that's literally me.
1: Okay, uh, or do you like the Toxic Waste guy from RoboCop?
0: <laughs> no, more like um, the Toxic Waste guy from the
2: Toxic Avenger. Oh, okay. god! <laughs> He's faking. Uh, think about the Tar guy from Star Trek Next Generation.
1: Oh, <laughs> skin of evil.
2: Oh, man. I love oh, they that Crank called great, him
1: but... in a uh, friggin' Strange New World. Not Strange New World, Lower in uh, Lower Decks. Lower they Decks, Crank yeah. called him. Yeah. Oh, God. So, um, yeah. <laughs> this is the best show. So <laughs> Body horror everywhere. Yes. So, uh, David, I tried to watch The Bear this week.
0: Uh-huh. How'd that go?
1: Um, yeah, I had a panic attack part of the way through the first episode, so <laughs> I'm going to go back with someone else to be my babysitter so I can finish it. You need an adult. I need an adult. Like, Daddy, no, it is It, it is an intense...
0: It is an intense show. Like, um, like it's not comfortable.
1: No, and no, it's
0: not. It, it's not comfortable at all. But it's it's really good. And at least like you could probably tell from what you saw that no, like, the quality it's is up there.
1: Fucking amazing. And I can't watch it by myself because I need supervision. I need someone to tell me to <laughs> sit my ass down while watching the bear.
0: No. So you, you are you one of those people who gets really uncomfortable around socially awkward situations and like movies and stuff? Yeah. And it's oh, not yes. even
1: it's not even fun. Comfortable. It's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm.
0: I remember seeing Borat with one of my friends uh, when it came out. Uh, this was while we were in high school, I think. Um, and, like, he could not stop fidgeting throughout the entire yeah, movie no, because he I'm just the could not way. handle. Like, I, I think he almost, like, started crying during in- the uh, the scene where Borat's chasing around his friend with the dildo in the hotel yeah, full of conservatives.
1: Yeah. Entirely fuck that whole movie.
0: I love that movie. I
1: cannot stand it especially cuz it's like, cuz part of it's in Jackson, Mississippi and I'm like, "Oh no. Oh no. It's my people. Well, not my people. I'm not human. I don't I don't identify as human anymore." So they ain't your blood. What's that? They ain't your blood. They ain't my blood. They aren't actually some of them are my blood. They Fuck. it's my kin. So Ugh. anyway. Gross. So David, what have you been up to this week? Gentlemen, let's talk about the Lower Decks and Strange New Worlds crossover
0: episode that like just came out yesterday. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, yesterday.
1: Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, because holy shit.
2: Those old scientists. Because they uh <laughs> you because know, it was San Diego Comic Con mm-hmm. and they during their uh, thing they showed that episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they premiered that episode there and like an hour later put it up on uh, yeah. Paramount Plus.
1: Which is <clears throat> Freaking great! Because that was a surprise. I, that's, I, I didn't have to that, wait.
0: That, that's such a cool thing for them to do. Like, even though like Paramount's like screwing the pooch with a lot of Star Trek stuff right now, um, like I, to to put up the episode like that was are like they a nice the pooch? gesture. I well, they oh, yeah, some... Star Trek Discovery, or not not Discovery, um, um, Prodigy? Star Trek uh, Prodigy. Yeah, like I, I, I would I, say they had
2: some missteps there. They canceled surely. Prodigy, although. Uh, they canceled it and took all the episodes down, but as of, like, yes, I think even yesterday, um, it was all available, I think including all of season two was up yeah. for purchase, like, digitally. Oh, okay. I don't know, it's I, out I was on DVD. 15,
0: I, I was 15 episodes into season one when they pulled it down.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, it kind of yeah. sucks.
0: It, it, it's just it's it's shitty behavior but let, let's talk about something nice let's talk about strange new world yes let's talk Dex about the fact together.
1: that first off both those shows are hitting it out of the park every season yeah uh, I love both of them even their not great episodes are pretty damn good Star Trek well,
2: <laughs> I, I think that one of the things I thought about this is that um, since they're not trying to stretch the seasons out like they're 10 mm-hmm. episode seasons yeah. Which means they're not having to have all those filler episodes, where you know you're trying to, you know, come in under budget for the whole season. So oh. you're trying to be mm-hmm. cheap on these yeah. episodes. Oh, you mean
1: like Beverly the Ghost? Fucker.
2: Yeah. Or or the uh, the uh, recap episodes. <laughs> Sorry. The the what do they call it? This the stock footage uh, clip episode? shows. Clip shows. Yeah. Clip yeah. episodes. Yeah. None I, of that I, shit. So with 10 episodes, I think, you know, it sucks because you get less, but I think Uh you get better. Good stuff.
0: They're also kind of movie quality. I I should mention we'll probably be talking about spoilers from here on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, you you know, what what you were saying, Mike, about like having less episodes, but the quality is just like through the roof. Like it makes me want them to eventually do... Uh, or redo the original series episodes. See,
1: I think we mentioned that in a previous episode, and I agree yeah. that that may, that may be where they're going, and I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah, just like literally just do like the, the 10 best episodes of
2: each season. Yeah. And yeah. Just, y- oh, yeah. dude, yes. That would be mm-hmm. peak Star Trek mm-hmm. for me. It would piss off a lot of people, but I would enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. but
1: dude playing Kirk, I love him. Yeah, like, Paul Wesley is... is
0: so good. Speaking of which, it's also his birthday today. Is it? Oh, well, yeah, yeah. He's one happy of the actors who Kirk. I'm going to talk
1: about later. Happy birthday, Captain, my Captain. That was a that's that's a nice little coincidence. Yeah, yeah. It's a fun little uh, coinky dink. But um, yeah. yeah, no. Like I I I
0: do appreciate that. Like every actor who's brought in Kirk has like done his own thing. Yeah. Um, like largely, like the pop culture conception of Kirk has colored him entirely. Yeah. But like like even Chris Pines Kirk like Chris Pines Kirk was a
1: caricature of Captain Kirk. I love Pines Kirk. I do too. But like Kirk was, Kirk was a ladies' man, but he wasn't that big of a man whore.
0: Pike Pike was definitely kind of like or not not Pike. I mean Pine. Pine was kind of like the um the the swaggering like movie version of Kirk right. which worked for the big swaggering movie but version of Star Trek
1: I, I feel like what we've got on Strange New Worlds is like the essence of Kirk with with the Shatner taken out but like, being like, the like, same character
0: like if they did Star Trek as a series of novels this would be like the novel Kirk where it's like he's a very sure. competent captain um you see all the elements that get kind of exaggerated with the but
2: he's charming uh,
0: Shatner yeah yeah
2: He's still charming, right, Mike? Yeah, yeah. No, uh, it's like you know, it's it's the Kirk they tell us we were having, not the Kirk they really sh- necessarily showed us. Yes,
1: he it, he's acting like all the descriptions of James Kirk from the show mm-hmm. that didn't match up with how Shatner played him.
0: I like how we're talking about the crossover episode and he doesn't even <laughs> show up in it. We have not even gotten to <laughs> it. Well,
2: we're, this so. is just, I guess, you know, we yeah. can include you know, we're talking just, about uh, the Strange New Worlds in general. Yeah. We've yeah. missed like two weeks or two or three weeks because yeah. we've like, actually talked about Strange New Worlds, no. periods. So. Yeah.
0: Well, well, you know what? I, I think the reason Strange New Worlds has done so well so far mm-hmm. is because they're not afraid to, to do weird Shit.
1: Oh yeah, no. They they it. They're doing classic
2: Trek style stuff, they, like gas monsters. They don't take it too seriously. Like, yeah. Thank you. St- like Star Trek, even look, look like at Berman. Next generation even had fun with it. Mm-hmm. But after like next gen, pressure
0: fucks the ghost. Once, <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. Once once they hit, you know, Deep Space Nine star trek like kind of got too serious it's it's like you can blame the the dominion wars on that i think yeah i I blame rick
0: berman well i i well okay obviously rick berman's definitely a a factor of that but also like the dominion wars is one of those things where like we keep seeing the repercussions of it in the canon and i just i feel like they need to do like a really serious like dark dominion wars movie but that's that's for another time
1: yeah So, can we talk about how delightful it was to see Boimler and Mariner in live action?
0: Like, what killed me is when Boimler did the Boimler walk. (laughs) (laughs) Where he walks away from Oona and does that little hip walk.
1: Well, I told Kit it is the most effeminate power walk you can imagine. (laughs) Like, it's like power walking, but it's like if a whole walk had a lisp. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's just fucking delightful to see. Like, like, he nailed it.
0: Like, I, I have to, like, give kudos. To, uh, obviously, Mariner is great. Tawny Newsom is Mariner, a yeah. favorite character of mine. But, like, <laughs> Jack Quaid is Boimler, and how well he is, like, personifying that character, even in live action. Used. Yeah, and
1: the, the fact that Pike described dealing with Boimler is trying to keep a toddler from knocking everything off the table. <laughs>
0: Pike said the same
1: thing. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's what I mean. Pike said that. Oh, yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. like, oh my god, that's perfect. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And, so, uh, so, so,
0: like, the fact that they started off... Like, it was a nice blend of animation and live action. I wasn't mm-hmm. sure they were going to... I wasn't sure how they were going to break it up, but I liked that the, the open began with the animation. And then they s- did... Mm-hmm. the Yeah, and then, of course, the opening credits being a fusion of the Strange New it, Worlds and... Lower Decks, it, complete it, with the monster on the nacelle.
1: <laughs> yeah, it had the no. nacelle sucker
2: in it, yes. Does it, uh, animated Strange New Worlds uh, opening. Yeah,
1: it was the, the it was done in the style of Lower Decks, but it was the Strange New World intro, mm-hmm. but with a yeah. nacelle sucker.
3: Yes.
0: And and then, of course, like at the end of the episode where we get to... Because that was the thing. Everybody was like, are we going to get to see the... The Enterprise crew in the oh, style yes. of lower decks, and they actually did it. And I, I and like they the... had
1: an in canon reason for it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the, I guess the implication there is that lower decks, everybody's just fucking drunk all the time.
2: <laughs> I mean, probably.
3: Yeah,
1: not... yeah. They're all just <laughs> drinking Orion,
2: whatever it was. Well, they did. They did comment on you know how slow everyone talked in the past.
1: Oh yeah, no, that was also great. It's like God, this era is so weird. I know everyone talks so slow and quietly.
0: I, I think my... Okay, so number one, the episode entirely is just a love letter to Star Trek. It but is. That's that Lower Decks me, in general, but the, yes. It is. Yeah. But the, but the thing that killed me is the idea that it was Jonathan Frakes directing an episode where Jack Quaid goes to the saddle in Pike's quarters, and then uh, <laughs> Boimler goes, Riker does yeah. the... <laughs> does leg the up. The yes. leg up and over.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, and you know what? Kudos on them also for referencing
0: Trelane.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, because
0: that's always been the thing in the canon. Like, was Trelane a
1: Q? And in the books, yes. But yeah, in, yeah. in the show, we don't know. Mike, you know uh, who Trelane is, right?
2: Um, no. Okay, in the
1: original I... series, there was a character uh, that dressed up, like, very Napoleonic. And oh, he was yeah. was very foppish, and he was very Q-like, and he turned out to mm-hmm. be, like a child God. And at the end of the episode, his parents showed up and we like, you come home right now.
2: Yeah. I mean, I know there was like several beings that were, you know, yeah. kind of like that. in in those old scientists. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, I do like the, the, the TOS era being those old scientists, you know, yes. they, they've done the show. They've done the gag on, um, lower decks lower before, but like just keeping Throw that consistent. Yes. And also, then also, oh my god, sorry. I can't believe how hard I laughed when I saw the koala in the opening class. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's I, one of my favorite moments in lower decks.
2: Yeah, I, I did not. I have to admit, I did not remember that. <laughs> Kevin
1: had Why to is he smiling? It. What does he know? <laughs> Why is the universe bounce on a koala? Why is he smiling? What does he know? Fop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was real fucked up uh, and great.
0: I, also, any chance you get uh, for. Um, Pike to be just kind of like the, the funny straight man. Oh, God. Because yeah. they've been doing Matt. that a lot this season, but like in this one, just him just being well, like done with everything.
1: Part of my favorite thing about Pike's reactions is when he does something, there's no dialogue. It's just a silent physical comedy thing, like in the episode where Spock became human where mm-hmm. he turns to leave the uh, <sighs> transporter room and the door shuts on him and he's just like, huh? Hey uh huh, huh. and then <laughs> when spock reveals he's human at the end and pike is walking in with the hors and he just turns right the fuck back around and walks out i and, also like
0: that we get so many scenes of pike just like cooking shit like i yeah. like that that's his thing as captain
1: i yes i and i, I want to talk about something else with pike's character in a minute but the thing that gets me <clears throat> is anson mount is really good at silent comedy. There is mm-hmm. w- literally one good scene in the Inhumans show, and it's when the cops show up, because he walked out of the store wearing clothes mm-hmm. without paying for them. And they're like, put your hands on your head! And he just is like, okay. You know, he can't talk. He has to carry the entire scene silently with the expressions yeah. on his face and reactions, and it is beautiful, and it made me go, I'm glad this guy's going to be playing Pike, but holy shit, this is the one good scene in, like, yeah. a dog. It's like, I found a quarter in a turd. <laughs> did,
0: did you ever see him in uh,
1: Hell on Wheels? I didn't. I'm not. Is that the show up at the railroad? Yes. Like, I no, need it's to excellent. check that
0: out. It, it's, it's an excellent show, um, but, yeah, like, he's, he's good. So, like, when I, for me, my frame of reference, because I did see, I did see... Um, I did see um, the Inhumans, or whatever. But I'm like, sorry. W- when I found out that he was cast as Pike, I'm like, "Oh, from Hell on Wheels! Oh, that's gonna be good because the the character he plays there in Hell in, uh, Hell on Wheels w- way different from Pike, but there's also a lot of like carry through because mm-hmm. that's just kind of that's just kind of how he carries right. himself. It seems.
1: Now, I wanna I wanna bring up something from several episodes back in Strange New Worlds. It's a one where <clears throat> the episode was a reference to one thing from the cage you know where they went to that planet mm-hmm. and they lost her memory
3: mm-hmm.
1: when he lost his memory Anson Mount played Pike like Jeffrey Hunter did in the cage mm-hmm.
3: yep. like
1: the last several years of character development for Pike melted away with his memories and he became Baser Pike And I was really impressed with that.
0: Just so good. Like, I, I, I'm just so happy with how Strange New Worlds is going. And I'm just. Yeah. And just this crossover is one of the most joyful things. It is. Holly and I, Holly and I, when we found out they were doing the crossover, that's been like our most anticipated thing about Star Trek for a while now. Yeah. Is we we wanted to see that and they fucking delivered it, man.
1: Yeah. Mike, what was your favorite part? of the the, the crossover. crossover.
2: Um I think it was when you know they they were removing the bits of the NX. Oh, yeah. And the uh the you know
1: Enterprise Bridge Crew. The Enterprise
2: Bridge Crew we're geeking out the same way Boimler and Mariner have been geeking out pretty much the whole episode. Yes. That was great. <laughs> showing Spock that. was like, yes, it is very tiresome. Yeah, showing but, that, you know, <laughs> it's, it's all a matter of, you know, perspective. Mm-hmm. They were, yeah. they're geeking out about their heroes. Also again,
1: major shout out to referencing enterprise. Yes. Yeah. L- l- not great, with the grapplers. Yes. Not <laughs> a great grapplers. show, it but it was an all right it, show. It, it I'm just really was, always glad when something is still canon it, it was you know it was what?
2: it was better than Voyager
1: they
0: should okay, totally do a remake of enterprise was, mm. I, I think mm. I think they could get away with it like do it do it like the style they're doing with strange worlds ten episodes maybe do it like a, a three season thing like the card um you maybe know, um, i
1: here's my thing my big problem with uh, Enterprise was the the temporal
2: Cold War. Yeah, no, they they should have just stuck with yeah. Like, you it's know. like, hey, let's do a prequel, but fuck it up.
0: Well, and this could be an opportunity to kind of like correct that because I mean they are doing like corrections to the timeline with like for example tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow.
1: Yeah, okay, you know, That's how fair. they keep
0: pushing the they keep pushing the arrival of Khan deeper to, into the timeline, yeah. Which kick it I, I'm of down two, the road. I, I, like I'm of two minds of that because it, you know, at this point, this is a fictional show. I don't care if the World War III happened in 1992 in the Star Trek timeline. Like it doesn't matter to me; it's fiction. But on the other hand, I do kind of like that they're trying to make it plausible. But at some point, you kind of have to. Yeah. Well, no. I
1: yeah. When it. we get I when get we get it.
0: to 2100, it's like, so, well, then how how is it going to work? So.
2: I just had a thought. Uh-oh. So.
3: Uh-oh. So.
2: Yeah, I smell it from here. If, if they do, if they do eventually do, you know, remakes of TOS, that would kick the 60s TOS into an alternate timeline and make this <laughs> the real timeline that goes to next generation.
3: Yeah, I, I just—I I don't know that. I, under,
2: I think you broke me. Yes, I did. Because right now, TOS still is between Strange New Worlds and Next Generation. Yes. But if they now made remade parts of TOS, that would mean TOS—the Shatner TOS—would become an alternate dimension, an alternate timeline.
0: And the new TOS
2: would supplant it. Ah, ah, I see see, see what you're
1: saying.
0: I don't necessarily know if that would apply because, like... Nothing that this show has done is really contradicted. Con. The original. Okay, yes, Con. No, no, yep. no, well, it, no, no, because you're dealing with the temporal stuff like
2: it Yeah, it, and that has created a new timeline that is now yeah, marching forward. I, yeah, I, I don't know
0: cuz cuz I'm thinking when it comes to Star Trek I know and that's, timelines, my my thing is prime universe and Kelvin universe and we're still in the prime universe.
2: As lo- uh This is like prime plus universe.
1: It's a good TV show, and I'm not going to, like, get my brain hurt Yeah, by yeah.
0: you know, and that's the thing. It's like, number one, who the fuck cares, uh, to a degree, right? Yeah, no, you know, I as, think... As long as the stuff's good.
1: I feel like every show should have a theme song like MST3K and have to lyric <laughs> right, Like, at right. the end of the Enterprise uh, of uh, Strange New Worlds, it should sing, and repeat yourself, it's just a show, I should really just relax. But I... I mm. I I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm just goofing no, anyway.
2: I, no, 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 I understand. No, I get
1: it. It just hurts my brain real damn bad. <laughs> it breaks me. Yes. Right. M- well that's, that's the
2: problem when you have near future you know uh references in your right. And and so it admittedly you know in the 60s the it was the far off year of 1999 or yeah whatever. 96 <laughs> 96 it was it was literally 30 hey, years what in the take, future why don't we take the two numbers and switch them like like think about us if we think of the year 50 20 no, no 20 mike, i'm sorry mike I'm, Ta- I'm shut up stop 20 53 that's what I was going for. <laughs> twenty
1: fifty three. You're okay. twenty
2: fifty three. That sounds like a fucking age away, doesn't it? Uh, kinda, a little bit, yeah. So yeah, so if you're if you're writing some some fiction, and you twenty fifty three. I mean, you're like I'm safe, you know. Fucking mm-hmm. nobody's gonna, yeah, you know, well, care.
1: Same, same issue. Back to the future had. See, yeah. here's the two things about that. First off. Now that you said that, tomorrow I'm going to wake up, it's going to be 2053, because that's how time works when you hit our age. And secondly, I'm so old, I still think the year 2000 is the future. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, Kevin, you'll be 70, so good luck. Yeah, I don't know that I'm going to make it that long, but thanks. Uh, it's Wow. That Modern is a hell of a thing.
0: Here, here's what's going to fuck you guys up. Hmm. We're, we're closer to 2100 than we are 1900. Yes, it's well, it's
2: it just it freaks me out a little bit. That's 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 the way those uh the those millennia work. Those pe- I, pesky millennia. It's still, I, it's still fucking weird. It's I would answer
1: weird. this, but uh, I just turned to dust and blew away. <laughs> so, but anyway, uh, the the uh, the the crossover episode that, that we keep veering yeah. away from. Um, I just I really love Jack Quaid was able to pull off Boimler in live mm-hmm. action so well.
0: I, I really got to hand it, like, for a Nepo baby, Jack Quaid is doing quite I, well. Like, he, I he's really kind of establishing himself.
1: My problem is calling him a Nepo baby uh, kind of shits on his talents. No, well, no,
0: you, but you, you know what I mean here. I'm not being, I'm being facetious. I understand, being facetious, but, but... Yeah, I
2: mean, you, you kind of expect a uh, a second-generation Hollywood person to kind of just get by on his yeah. name. So, well, like, you yeah. know, being, their name.
1: being, uh, who's his dad? Dennis Quaid? Dennis Quaid, yeah. Dennis Quaid's kid. It's like, well, of course he's got talent. Now, if he was Randy Quaid's <laughs> kid, I'd be really <laughs> fucking impressed. He, he's also a good Superman. Uh, he uh, is fantastic um, as Clark Kent. Yeah, because c- c- if
0: it weren't for this episode of uh, Star Trek this week, I would have been talking about that new Superman cartoon.
1: Yeah, we'll yeah. talk about that next week because I got to get yeah. caught up. So yeah, it's yeah. So I guess good,
2: I, I was going to say, well, I could talk about it, but then I realized, yeah, you haven't caught up. So yeah,
1: I mean, you can still good. talk about
2: it, but that's eh, no, because there I'll there, there is up. something. The latest episode, there's mm-hmm. something I don't want to spoil for you. Is yeah, it the introduction
1: yeah. of a certain character no. that's follically challenged? No, no. It,
0: it it's it's something that sets up um, a new dynamic in a relationship. Ooh, yeah. Yeah.
1: So it turns out um, Lois is a guy. Yes. Okay.
0: Exactly. I, yep. You know, it'd be fine. I'm
2: surprised yeah. he guessed that on the first try. Wow. <laughs> right,
1: right. <laughs>
2: I'm impressed no, um, with
1: myself.
0: Just, uh, just I, again, and, and part of the reason I kept saying this episode of Star Trek was like a love letter to the franchise, that they have, like, the TOS-era characters geeking out about Enterprise So the yeah. next era.
2: I would be so. curious to know, like, I haven't looked it up, I guess I could look it up, but, like, the writers of this episode, if there were like lower yeah. decks writers involved, or yeah, yeah some, I of some of them were. Oh, weren't. they yeah, were. I, I could yeah. imagine. I can see that because, well, one, the characters being spot on, but two, just how you know, because that's their kind. Of, like I was saying before, that's their whole shtick. Like lower decks is this whole with all the references and everything. It's just you know, it's it's distilled Star Trek.
0: Yeah. yeah. The other good thing about the episode, um, I know we're talking about all the references and how funny it was, but there's like some serious progression with um, some storylines, specifically the Chapel and Spock storyline. Because yeah. here's the thing: like Spock's super happy right now. I love how it weirded out Boimler.
1: Oh, yes. the weird, the but, zoom but, in, almost Dutch ankles <laughs> of the smiles. Yes.
0: But then, like, it's setting up the tragedy of the original series era, where Spock and Chapel no longer together, and Spock has closed himself off. Yeah, and it's going to be so funny to me if it's Boimler's fault yeah. <laughs> that and, happened.
1: Well, you know, in the original series, that the basis of this is from the Naked Time, which mm-hmm. is the episode where they're all space drunk. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, Sulu's
0: running around with the uh, rapier and uh
1: huh, and no shirt on, being yeah. a nutcase, but like. Chapel's trying to hook up with Spock and Spock is like, I have to be strong. <laughs> so it's, you know, now it adds a mm-hmm. whole new context. Yeah. To that.
0: And that's what I'm really liking about this. This series is that again, it's giving context to all of this stuff. Yeah. Because like, whenever I watched the original series, I always took it as something deeper because like, no, these characters have a history and, There's probably an established past and everything like that. Most people would see it as like a goofy, fun sci-fi show. But I'm like, no, there's there's a lot of really important stuff. And I'm glad that like
1: it's getting filled in
0: like 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 even the whole um, Klingon war, like the way that uh, Strange New Worlds is handling like the repercussions of that.
2: Yeah, there. Yeah. You know, it's it's really kind of uh, um, what would you call it like? Kind of background stuff, like just yeah, references and things, but but it's that's like how, that's how life but, works. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. But that's how things are. It's like things in your past, you know, you you, you mention it, but you're not gonna sit there and expose, you know, expound upon it. Right, Expose mm-hmm. about it. Exp- like, you're not gonna expound Look at my penis upon it, about this war. Uh, <laughs> you know, in, you know, at great length. So you know, it's just right. like yeah. yeah, it's like you know, uh, uh, oh gosh, what's her name, the pilot. Ortega. Ortega. Yeah, she's a yeah. she's a war hero. It's like until this episode, they hadn't really touched on that that she was in the war. Well, and,
1: you know, she there... talked about and she was talking to Uhura about she needs to take a break because during the war, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, you don't know when you're going to get your downtime, and, and it's so just, you have to
2: take it. And you know, and and uh, Chapel and uh, uh, oh, the Doctor, Umbanga, Umbanga, yeah. I I was gonna I was trying to say think of of his name I was like wait a minute I don't want to be racist I right. well <laughs> because I was, I was no I, was I like, understand yeah. but uh, but yeah and them you know they they obviously have history in that and they touch on it so and have touched on it so far but they haven't fully explained it because but, and, you know there hasn't been the and man need to what
1: happened. In Starfleet, to M. Banga's Super Soldier Serum that they took, that is never used again.
0: Probably Section 31.
2: Uh, well, Probably. yeah, no, that's that's some, you know... I mean, that that's that's Nazi meth right there. They gave him Special Ooh, yeah. K. <laughs> he gave them both Special
1: K and meth. And uh, so, here's the thing that gets me about Strange New Worlds in general, is uh, looking at the show and going, man... I love some of these characters. Too bad they're gonna go. Because I mean, it's like that, that's love the question. Banga and Ortegas. And they're not in the original series, goddammit. Well, I well, mean, they, they
0: could be transferred.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, they're just going to be transferred to I, other yeah, ships. Yeah, I'm not saying
1: they're going to die. We do
2: know but... that
0: Sam Kirk gets killed by pancakes, though. I, he so... does
1: get killed by flying pancakes, and Which that is they, you real know, sad. Uh,
0: again, like, it, this idea of filling in the gaps. In the original series, we see Sam Kirk as a corpse. It's just Which... Shatner with the mustache. But now, like, <laughs> yes. I'm going to really feel it if yeah. I watch that episode again, because I like Sam.
1: I know. That's the yeah, thing, yeah. man. You know what happens to Sam, and it's like, it. the whole time I'm sitting here going, oh, God, I mm-hmm. don't want to like this guy because I know what happens.
0: Well, one thing I do uh, want to bring up, and it was the episode <clears throat> prior to this crossover, the way that the episode ended with um, Spock, Kirk, and Uhura just kind of sitting oh, in the bar. and it's that God, slow pan that out. that
1: was such a... That was yeah. like, this is the foundation of everything it, you've known about Star Trek. I, I, I'm going to
0: out myself here. It made me cry just a little bit.
2: I got a little choked up. I think, But yeah, I kind of felt the same. But thinking back on it, I'm like, they should have had Nurse Chapel there. Yeah. Sure. Because yeah, because then I, I realized they left her out and she's, mm-hmm. you know, she's one as well. Yeah, sure. She she's not a bridge crew person, but she's still you, one of the few that carry over into you, uh you know one thing
1: I like about this show? Hmm. Huh. It, it manages to have two Mich- two uh, Michelle uh, Majel Barrett characters at the <laughs> same time. Mm-hmm. Number one and Nurse Chapel both played yeah. by uh, Majel Barrett. Yeah. So that's kind of fun.
0: Oh, and also number one is becoming like one of my favorite characters. Yeah, Just like well, his, again, like in the pilot of the original series... You, you get a, a little bit of her history, but here, like everything they're doing with well, her, I'm just like, no, she's like an inspirational figure. And the bit with Boimler having that poster.
1: of uh... Oh god, that was so sweet <laughs> at the end yeah. when you find out why he's got the poster and it's not for pervy shit. Yeah, yeah. I
2: mean, you know, it's Boimler, so oh, it's I assumed it wasn't.
0: Yeah, no, but, but, I do it was But then Jerry O'Connell is ransom at the end, talking about how, how she's hot the hottest she starfleet yeah. officer. I love oh, that my joke. God. So, because because uh, uh, O'Connell and Rebecca Romaine are married, right?
1: Are they? Yeah, I think so. When I think the hell so. did that happen? I mean, Holy I know shit. she, I know she divorced uh, uh, John Stamos.
0: Let, let, let me let me Google
2: this while you guys I, are. I'm talking.
0: doing
1: it now.
2: Y'all talk. We oh, all are.
0: Yeah, so I, I think Jerry O'Connell is married to Rebecca Romijn. Um
2: Yes, Jerry yeah, O'Connell's yeah. wife. So Ro- so
0: that Ro- was Ro- like Ro- a fun oh little my gag God, there. That I really
2: so And they're both number ones. Holy shit! <laughs> I am so
1: happy for both of them actually they're, because I love yeah. both of they're them. They're the
2: number one power couple. Mm-hmm, oh mm-hmm.
1: my god, this is perfect!
3: Because I, I, there, I there was no a idea. movie
0: that they did together, um, like and it, Rebecca had the larger billing because she was the primary character, but Jerry well, yeah. was in it and they played a married couple, uh, married couple, and it was a <laughs> horror movie and it was it was a lot of fun. Um, I think it was called Satanic Panic. Motherfucker, you've like,
1: got me tearing up. I'm so happy about this. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, it's it's a beautiful little thing, but it's just like a quick little throwaway <sighs> gag. But like, if you know the context, it's I like, did not oh, that's know so the context,
1: good. and I've been okay. I didn't see Stand by Me, but I had been a fan mm. of Jerry O'Connell since that shitty TV show he did as a kid called My Secret Identity. Oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no, I mm-hmm. remember that show. And then when Sliders and Sliders Joe's apartment, all that shit. Big yeah. fan of Jerry he, O'Connell, so.
0: He's one of those guys who doesn't take himself super seriously, so he's able to like go into anything cuz I I again, he like shows up in a lot of horror projects because I guess he's he's up for that.
1: Well, um, it's work.
0: Yeah, well, uh, but but it, it, particularly with him, he shows up in a lot of them, and I'm just like, you know, good for you, man. Good for you. You know,
1: he's been voicing Superman a
2: lot lately, too, so mm-hmm. that's kind of yeah, fun.
3: It, yeah.
0: So
2: <sighs> they've been married since Star Trek. T- 2007, so 16 years. Jesus Christ, good for them, man. That good is awesome.
1: I, I had no idea. I'm so giddy about that. Um, But, yeah, no, Um, the whole episode was great. I don't know what else to say about it.
0: Yeah, everybody should watch Strange New Worlds, even if you're not a Star Trek fan. And then watch this episode, this crossover episode, and if you like Mariner and Boimler, watch Lower Decks. Uh, you
1: that's should just, just watch good. Lower Decks anyway. It's just fucking yeah. hilarious.
2: Yeah, no, it is.
0: Yeah. yeah. So that's Star Trek. Yep. Which we, we've mentioned a few times throughout the duration of these episodes we've recorded, but like well, eventually we will yeah. have to do just like a, a Star Trek like episode just we're
1: yeah. talking about Star Trek. Also, uh, before we close this out, our uh, roommate has a big crush on hers Chapel, so just want to get that out there and like, embarrass like him. Who, who doesn't? Okay, who doesn't? yeah, yeah The, super the cute. whole the whole yeah.
0: bridge crew is really fucking attractive. I don't care, <laughs> yeah, uh, it, like oh, if, okay, if you're, except, like
2: oh. by or not. It just every except, single oh. one of them is so good uh, looking. I I have a problem with Ortega's haircut, but Gosh. other than that, she is gorgeous.
1: Yeah. Um. Also, uh, can we just Back to the crossover, the fact that Mariner thought was shocked by how hot <laughs> young Spock was.
0: Hot Spock. <laughs> she kept calling him Hot Spock. That's what hot Holly Spock. and
1: I referred to Spock
0: as <laughs> on the <this> show. <laughs> then again, oh. Le- Leonard Nimoy was. Uh, uh, this is going to sound weird to me, but I would have considered Leonard Nimoy a sex symbol. He was like, There's a reason at the time. people. Oh yeah. There, I mean, there's the a reason he people attractive.
2: fucking love Spock. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, I mean, I can see that. Yeah. There's, there's yeah, a so, joke.
1: We had about Spock and Kirk. One of our friends did that was, uh, which was a uh, just Captain. I want to ear your butt, and we, we always just sort of. I I always think about that, like when him and, uh, uh Pike Kirk met or Kirk. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I was. Just oh yeah. Like, when oh they god, first met- he can finally say it.
2: Uh, but that's the, the, that's the, bad. the bromance oh, of the millennium. Oh, you know what? Well,
1: and, and
0: yeah, that's the whole reason we have uh, shipping now. Like, in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Kirk Kirk, Spock slash fic.
1: And the origin, well, one of the origins of the Mary Sue is from uh, old school Star Trek uh, fan
2: fiction. God, Trek is just the origin of everything, isn't it? Well, it's Mm -hmm. either
1: that or Lord of the Rings, dude. Yeah, Trek and Lord
2: of the Rings for fantasy, Trek for sci-fi. Damn straight. Which do you want to go next, Mike, or do you want me to go next? It doesn't matter to me. You, you, you're the host. You do the call.
1: Okay. Well, I'll go ahead and go next. Okay. Uh, Speaking of fantasy and Lord of the Rings, let's talk about the Wheel of Time. Something that was (laughs) pays tons of homage to Lord of the Rings. Wait, David, what do you know about the the uh, Wheel of Time series?
0: I don't know a whole lot. I, I, it's one of those where I want to get into it. I'm just worried All about right. the time sync. But no,
1: it's understandable. It is a. Oh, it
2: look, is. Look, I, I read these books for years. At least years you didn't of my have life. To,
1: at least you didn't have to wait for the
2: next yes. book to come out. Like yeah, we no. Yeah. The the my my teenage years were just a string of waiting for new books. Yeah. I look and to er- give my twenties
1: too. These books are so old. Mike used to go to pick them up at like B Dalton and Walden. Books. Oh, the, the I will.
2: The first time I ever drove a car by myself, I didn't even have a proper driver's license. He illegally but, drove, but no, my, but my parents let me. <laughs> yes. They, 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 I, I wanted to go get the new book that I think it was, uh, shadow rising. <laughs> Was it Shadow Rising? It might have been one after that. Fires of Heaven. Yeah, I think it was Fires of Heaven. It was <laughs> ninety seven. Whatever book out came out in ninety seven. Yeah, I think it was Fires of Heaven. Um, they they let me take it was it was my it was kind of my car, but you know I didn't have a full driver's license. But they told me to take the bag phone we had, <laughs> the cell phone, <laughs> in case there was any problems, and and like the, the drive from our house to the mall where the bookstore was was all back road. So it was it was pretty safe. Yeah. But I drove there all by myself.
1: All and, by and, yourself.
2: You know, waltzed in there like I was Big Dick McCoy <laughs> to, you know, buy your my finest nerd Fantasy book. tome. <laughs> yeah, seriously. This, and, and just this slapping your 20 up, on the table. This and, murder and, yeah, I'm an of adult. I
0: buy fantasy fiction.
2: And they, they also said I could, you know, because, you know, call cell phone calls at the time were horridly expensive but they didn't say i could call someone while i was doing it so of course i called kevin of course he did while i was in the mall because what is better than driving your own car to the mall than talking on a cell phone while walking through the mall in the 90s in the yeah in 97 to go buy your fucking nerd book from P. Dalton bookstores. Yeah, I, okay, so
1: that being said, you, you understand that the Wheel of Time is like a massive part of who me and Mike are.
0: Yes. Yeah, right. I, I, I catch references. I don't quite get them all the I, time, but yeah. I, I'm like, okay, that's probably Wheel of Time. You I have been
1: nervous. banned from making those jokes on Supernatural Selection <laughs> because of Mike. Mike's like, nobody's going to get it. Stop. So The Wheel of Time is a series by Robert Jordan, which is the pen name of... James Riley. Rigney. Rigney, yeah, Rigney, Rigney. Not James Rigney. Rigney. I knew the last name. Couldn't remember the first name. Yeah. And uh, the book series started in, what, 90, 91? I think it was 90. 90 I think it was ni- 90 or 91, one of it those. Was, it was one of those. And uh, it started with the book The Eye of the World, which one of my favorite comments about The Eye of the World uh, that I've ever read online was, I loved Eye of the World. I especially loved it when it was Fellowship of the Ring.
2: Yeah, it, <laughs> it definitely starts off as, you know... the. As you know, not hobbits with a hot Gandalf. Yes,
1: that's that's a very good description. It's seriously, it's like what if what if Lord of the Rings, but American, mm-hmm. and it's actually really fucking good. Uh, well, all like these, a
0: lot of good stuff starts as like fan fiction because again, yeah. it's like you love something, the author isn't well, putting it out there anymore, so you make your own.
1: It's a very Eastern religion influence series and that reincarnation is just a fact. Mm -hmm. Uh, Time is a circle that continually recycles. Uh, Okay, so... The Wheel of Time is literally the thing that drives the plot. Like, literally. The universe is... uh, The fabric of reality is spun out by the Wheel of Time, which is powered by the One Power which is made up of two halves. Sidene, which can be used by men, and Sidara, which can be used by women. The two powers work against and with each other, and that force is what turns the wheel of time. It Mm. spins out the pattern of the age, or the age lace, and the threads are the lives of humans and everything else. And when the Mm. pattern starts to veer off course due to Either outside influence from the dark one, which is the, anal- the analog of Satan, or, uh, you know, free will, uh, a, a special thread is woven into the pattern called a tavirin, which is a word in the old tongue. And a tavirin is basically something that causes the threads of the lives around it to swirl, and it guides things back to the oh. pattern.
2: That sounds really dry when you say it like yeah. that to someone at Yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I, I think basically, at least a couple of listeners are
0: probably going to be like, oh god. Okay, no, it, that, it, that's
1: all deep shit. That, basically, it is an in-universe yeah. explanation for why the main characters.
0: Yeah, it's just time is cyclical, and then occasionally you have some figure who arises to, like, fix that reincarnation cycle.
1: Yes, basically. Yeah. And uh, this is about, uh, well, in an age... Some call the third age uh, the 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 dragon. So so, has so been what I'm
2: getting here is Kevin likes the book for how all deep and shit it is. Oh yes, <laughs> I love the books because the characters. Oh, are I love awesome. the
1: characters too. But like, I'm fascinated by well, the world building. But
2: I would, st- if I was going to describe the Wheel of Time, I would start off with the characters because the characters are, you know, flawed yet mm-hmm. you know. Relatable. Relatable. You know, they, 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 Mm -hmm. they are people you want to root for, but they, when they fall on their face, you're like, you son of a bitch, you should have known better.
1: Yeah. And there's also all,
2: all their problems could be like real life. All their problems could be fixed by fucking talking to each other.
0: Now, now I imagine also because we're dealing with like cycles and reincarnations and loops and stuff. It's also kind of fun to see how your character changes every cycle.
2: Well, you yeah. never see that because yeah. it, it's, it's just... all, it's all one car- reincarnation. It's all one carnation. But, it's but that's like, that's it's all, so, it's all during one cycle,
1: but yeah. you know that these people
2: have you, you lived get, before and will live again. Yeah. You get, it, because, you get glimmers and hints okay. and bits of the past. It's, it's, it's also, it's more of just treated treated as, you know, extra stuff. It's but, not like, like, yeah. like
0: an extra life. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a experience with them.
2: It's not, you know, I mean, it is some of it gives you real depth to the story, but it's not, there's, you know.
1: There's going to be some spoil, not story spoilers, but I'm going to say there's going to be some world building spoilers in this discussion. Because uh, one of the things that completely blew my mind was when you realize it's Earth.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah.
1: And, like, they talk about like it's the it takes place in the third age. Like all the stuff that happens in the book series is in the third age. The age before that is the age of legends. And I'm not gonna go into a lot of detail on that, but that's like when the world was destroyed and you're everyone's living in the aftermath of that.
0: Oh, so it's a nuclear apocalypse, World War Three thing. Yeah, sort it's of a
1: magical nuclear apocalypse, yeah. yes. Basically they accidentally let the devil out and they fucked up the universe. Oh, with God, that
0: the for lizard's a got a nuke.
1: <laughs> yes, pretty much. <laughs> yes. And then the first stage is us. Okay. Because they find there's in a museum, there is a relic from the first stage, and they talk about it being a symbol that just exudes vanity and hubris, and it's the uh, hood ornament off of
2: a Mercedes. A Mercedes. <clears throat>
0: Okay, that's it, pretty
2: funny. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's described as a circle with three spokes in it.
1: Yeah, it's it's just a Mercedes logo, and I yeah. thought that was the funniest fucking thing in the world.
0: So, so like, if I wanted to start, like, reading this, because I'm, I'm going to get myself mm-hmm. a nice uh, e-reader. I'm thinking I'm getting, like, a Kindle Paperwhite or something nice. like that. Uh, I just um, got
2: one off of Prime Day, so I would recommend. There, yeah, I've got you, one.
0: Do they have like a, a like collections where it's like four or five books in one volume, like in the end? You can buy
1: a bundle, an e bundle, okay. I believe, of yeah. like three at a time, and there are like fourteen or fifteen books in the series.
2: Yeah, and, and there's no like, there's only a what. One outrigger book, outrigger book, which is a prequel
1: called New Spring, but you really shouldn't read that till after you read the fifth book because
2: there's a lot of character spoilers in it not plot spoilers since it's a prequel, but character.
0: I I do enjoy a good flowchart story,
2: yeah, okay, but (laughs) but other than that, Um, it's all linear, yeah.
0: So, so what what book is it that I should start with? Eye
2: of the World,
0: world. Eye of the World, okay. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, the first book is amazing and I started the second book going well there's no way this can beat that and then I finished and I'm like you're fucking lucky Robert Jordan <laughs> and then the third one I was like god damn it motherfucker you can't Son keep a this bitch, you up. Did it. again and then the fifth, fourth book I was like well this has some of my favorite world building moments of anything I've ever read and then the fifth book I stopped reading for ten years well Cause I mean I, was I like, think at the fifth book burnout. is kind of
2: yeah you know, it's burnout but so I will say when you're not having to follow it book to book
3: mm-hmm. that you have
2: the advantage of uh, powering through. Because There is a slump in the middle
1: around book
2: nine or ten. But the, the middle age, sp- uh, middle age spread.
3: OK. Yeah. It. But
2: and I've so I haven't reread it recent, any time recently. I'm, I'm reading book. But, four uh, right uh, now, but so. from people that have like I, I frequently read a uh, forum thread that talks about it. A lot of people say the middle slump isn't as bad when you're uh, not isn't. having to wait two years between
1: books. It's not. It really mm. isn't. It's it not gets, as bad it's slow. if you're just going through. It
2: gets slow, but I think even then, except for one exception, I won't name it. Can I just say the word fail? I, I yeah, the the, the, the Yeah. That,
1: the the fail stuff in the later books. It is. It does not take as long to get through as I remembered it taking. Because <laughs> it sounds like,
0: like this. This whole conversation remind uh, like makes me feel like this is how people feel whenever I talk about Godzilla.
2: Yes. But, <laughs> yes. But once you get over that slump, you get yeah. this. You know, race to the end, and it's amazing. And, and he, okay, Brandon
1: Sanderson finished the so, series. So yeah,
2: Robert Jordan died at. So you said fourteen books total.
1: Uh yeah. So yeah. Uh,
2: he the last book he wrote in totality was book 11. The last 3 books were completed by Brandon Sanderson, which these books helped me find Brandon Sanderson. I think he's he's good. He, he's getting much better. Like he started off like he was good when he started, but he just he's keeps getting better, better now. But uh but yeah, these the la- the last 3 books that he To varying degrees, wrote Because, of course, as an author, Robert Jordan had... He jumped around. He had copious notes. He had some chapters that were completely finished.
1: I saw a video today, and this is just something I want to throw in there about this. His notes... Yeah. ...are three times as long as the series.
2: Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I can imagine just... It is insane. Just the, you know, not only outlines and, you know, references, but also the...
1: 2,378 named characters. Yeah. Jesus. But not all of them are main characters or anything, but mm-hmm. they're named.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and that I think is also kind of a crux because. it's a bragging point. Well, no, it's all—it's a crux because he has several characters whose names are way too similar. And I understand that happens in real life. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, Brayden and Jaden. I want but, to
1: strangle you for min- yeah. using those names in particular. I couldn't
2: think of any others offhand. Okay, that's but fair. Uh, but when when you have you know two characters that whose names start with the same letter and have the the relatively same flow, you should be shot because yeah you know the it, it sometimes there's there's it's, it's not even names it, it's part- kind
0: of like the dwarf party in um, the Hobbit.
1: Yeah, feely keely oin yeah. boin gloin, stoin but groin, but that doesn't yeah. happen
2: that often. It really doesn't happen to the main characters. Yeah, at no, all. there's no mm-hmm. rand so it's, and it's it's m- only a couple rund. only a couple times and only couple side characters. Yeah, but I will it's say annoying. if you want to read the series, um, you better really like descriptions of embroidery. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. He he loves describing embroidery. I, well, it, I had it, a it's joke. just and bosoms.
0: Well it's also just like you know um uh George R R Martin if you like descriptions of sexual assault and food you're, you're Yeah okay sad. there's
1: no sexual ass- well there's some sexual assault but it's it's bad it's portrayed yeah, as it's bad Yeah it is always bad it's, a, it's, it's, it's it's never it when it happens it's portrayed as bad it's never like it's awesome but there I will say I do hope you like
2: spankings <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Robert doesn't. Jordan was had a little bit of a kink that kind yes. of Hints throughout the book, not throughout the books, but like, at
1: certain points. It starts as early as book four because I forget about what Perrin does to File in the
2: ways.
0: Oh, yeah. So, so it, it's like the beef swelling of um,
1: Dune.
2: I'm not familiar with that. I've never beef read swelling.
1: How
0: am
2: I not beef remembering? swelling?
0: Beef swelling represents an erection.
2: Ah, in the Dune universe. Ah, right.
1: Okay, my bad. It, uh, <laughs> uh, not that bad. Okay, and it's okay. always a punishment. It's usually it's it, he never does the spanking is in a sexual way, but like yeah. it's in there enough. It's like Tarantino and Feet, <laughs> okay. In okay. that it's not meant to be sexual, but like it's there. So you oh, have no, to wonder. It's still sexual. So it's you're, just, asked, he's not, he's you're not asked, trying to make it sexual. He doesn't make context. it sexual in the book, but it's in there because he wanted to, to be there. Now. Now that I've ripped that apart, I do want to say that, once again, this is is my favorite book series. Mm -hmm. My absolute favorite book series. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because season two of the Amazon series is coming up, and they just released a trailer for it this week. And let me tell you, that certainly looks like the second season of that show we saw.
0: Okay. Yeah, Um,
1: so... (sighs) hmm, it's It's hard to say. Okay, so... When you see an adaptation of something into a visual medium, like, say, Lord of the Rings or what have you, you're going to expect some changes. My problem is when someone makes changes and for some reason thinks, this person was a master writer, I bet I can do it better.
0: Well, I, I don't know if it's necessarily that, but it's also like, you have to write to the format,
1: Okay, so yeah, I, but there's... then again,
0: yeah, I've I've not read the books, I've not seen the show. But could it be that like the writing changes were to fit a serialized no. television series? I mean okay. there
1: were some. Some some but, some and were those that... weren't the changes that bothered me. It,
2: but there okay. were some that were more I'm, say, gonna, I'm just
1: gonna go ahead and spoil one thing about the show. There is no reason they had to have Perrin married be- when you're just gonna fridge his wife.
2: Yeah, no, that was bullshit.
1: That was mm. fucking bullshit. They made up a character and fridged her in the first episode just to torment
2: a character, and I'm not okay with that. Like mm. like he was he was uh uh adverse to violence. In the book. he was a gentle child. But you know, the, to to do that as a way to you know explain that is kind of dumb. it's a dick move toward I mean, a character. It's it, and just to your audience, it's yeah. like saying you can't understand why someone wouldn't want to be a bloodthirsty maniac. Yeah, when you know you could easily show that. Hey, he's just a decent yeah. guy, and he doesn't want to like yeah butcher people. He's a blacksmith. He doesn't want to be
1: a fucking yeah, like a, a butcher. Yeah, it there's mm. there's some and the thing is I'm re-watching the show to get to the point where I can watch a second season and maybe I'll feel better about it. And the first episode, other than that, I'm sitting here going, ah, "It's not that bad." And then I start watching the second episode and I'm like, "It's already going off the rails." This is a uh, who oh boy.
0: Uh, you know, and the, the other thing is, like, I can understand disappointment and stuff like that. Again, I don't have this connection. I don't have this investment. Yeah. But well, I sure. did have that with Rings of Power. Um, and, and my thing was, even though it was different, it didn't take away, like, sure. Cimmerillion
1: from me. You know well, what I mean? Yeah, no, here's the thing. I was a big fan of Lord of the Rings. And you know what? I love the movies. Mm-hmm. I never complain. I don't complain about a lot of the changes in the movie because also those books are written. They real gave Arwen something weird. to do. Thank you. There is also that Arwen who shows up in one book and then shows up at the end of the series, mm-hmm. and all she does is look longingly at, at Aragorn. <laughs> that is no, like who it. who wouldn't? Okay, who wouldn't? Fair if Adam. if Viggo Mortensen showed up dressed as Aragorn right now, I'd be like, "Take me, my liege, my king." <laughs> And I would get down on one knee and he would say, my friend, you bow to no one
2: <laughs> except
1: this dick. And then I'd start crying because I always cry when that happens in the movie. Like it, one of the seven baby. endings of
0: the movie that gets you all teary eyed. No,
1: every fucking ending of that movie gets me teary eyed. Every goddamn one of them. <laughs> I love those movies to death. I yeah. love those books yeah. to death. Except I've got for like Tom a two week break.
0: I got like a two-week break coming up. I'm probably going to end up watching all of the Middle Earth. uh, I'm going to watch both trilogies. um, And I'm 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 going to do it in the chronological order because I want to absolutely be destroyed when Bilbo gets onto the boat at the end.
1: Oh, (laughs) yeah, man. I want to make it hurt. I want to make it hurt so bad. Yeah. But, again, (laughs) TV show aside, season two looks like it might be a little better, but it also looks like they're fucking up some stuff that didn't need to be fucked up. It's like, oh, we want to visually represent that these women are uh, slaves. It's like, okay, they had fucking collars and leashes. I'm pretty sure that was bad enough. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So, so if you haven't seen the trailer, um, you see some women with like, with literally looks like gold pacifiers uh-huh. over their mouths mm-hmm. or in their mouths and, and weird
1: like, shoulder. I, I can understand,
2: like, like looking at adapting something for television. I can understand. So in the books. They had some Silver magic leashes. users yeah. that were leashed, and they could only use their magic. I'm trying to use terms that someone would understand yeah. here, they could only use their magic when the person you know with controlling the, them, controlling with the leash, would allow them to. Mm-hmm. And so they have these characters in the trailer, and they seem to still have like a collar of some sort. And there still seems to be, and the the leash from the collar was attached to a uh, a cuff on mm-hmm. the uh, controller in in the books, in the books, but they also have these golden pacifiers. And I'm like, I can it, see how the collar and leash would seem mm-hmm. demeaning to women. But then why this are you worse. having the pacifier? That's just like, it's I, just kind of kinky. Yeah, it is. It, it's it, like, it, like, yeah, it's like, it does, does the, someone running the show have a, you know, infantile fetish and yeah. a, one of those, uh, no you know, diaper fetishes. There's some
1: things I am looking forward to. I want to see more of the ogre, which is the non human race in the series that are the good, that are part of the good guys. Yeah. Which here's the thing. A lot of the stuff in this series, you can see how in a couple thousand years the Ogier will be ogres. You can see like the Trollocs will be trolls. You'll see the Merdraw will be something. I don't fucking know. He sound like men in black to me personally, but uh, point is, um, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, more ogre. I'm looking forward to the Aiel, which is basically, if you've read Dune, it's fantasy Fremen.
2: Yeah, it's, mm, it's... It's red-headed ninjas. Yeah, it's basically ninja Native Americans. But um, Irish but Irish, but they're redheads. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> it, yeah. It's pretty fucked up. It's Irish ninja native Americans. Yeah. So that's the other thing about the wheel of time is it basically takes all these con, all these, you know, our history concepts. And, and if you take, them. if you wrote, if you wrote like down like little snippets, like, you know, different, you know, uh, uh, what should we call it? Factors, uh, uh you know, descriptors, uh, mm-hmm. Traits. Traits of all these like things like you know wears round straw hats or you know and threw them in a hat and you say okay this nation they Are you, know, you short. pull out a strip they're short and they shave the front of their head yeah and just you keep pulling out French. these strips and, and so yeah so so just like mixes them all up they yeah. just put them in Can't, a blender and so you'll have I'm gonna, I'm gonna can I tell the my absolute favorite yeah
1: the Sean Chan. Very Oriental influenced, very sort of Chinese in a lot of ways. Texas accents,
2: yeah, no, they they, they, <laughs> they, they <speak> all sound <laughs> like John Wayne. They speak with a slow drawl, which has pretty pretty much been uh, the, the author has said in interviews that's basically a Texas accent.
1: Yep. So basically, the Gloria, the Emperor Empress, may she live forever.
3: <laughs> so. It's just John
1: Wayne talking, is all it is. <laughs> and, I'm gonna kung fu kick you, pilgrim. <laughs> pretty
2: much. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's it exactly. So so it's just oh, is, you know... Uh,
1: but Jesus Christ. You, and, you and
2: mean, he was a student a good, of history, so there...
1: There's, yeah. there's, he's not just doing this for shits and giggles. He's, there's he's,
0: obvious associations there's, he's trying to make. There's, there's, right. There's, you know,
2: oriental...
0: Is that is that
2: is that a? That's not a good. That's word, not really word. a wordy. Uh, East Asian? How's that? Yeah, a- yeah. There we go. That's East, better. you know, East Asian influence, and also Norse stuff with like the whole, oh, yeah. like an Odin analog. There, there's and characters that like obviously
1: that. are going to become the basis of Thor when so our just, age comes. Just this back. whole
2: mashup of you know cultures and mm-hmm. ideas and mm-hmm. archetypes. Yeah. So I think yeah. we should stop. You know, gushing. Well,
1: I am gonna say, we'll never get this when, series done. When you get done. to the third book, Matt Cawthon is suddenly the best character in the goddamn series. The right. end. Yeah, right. I
2: will, I will keep that in mind. Okay,
1: I, and definitely give it a try. But I, yes, Mike's right. I think, yeah,
2: right. Yeah. I think and, it's just because he does jack shit in the first two books. Yeah, he's
1: he's yeah in a weird spot, and then suddenly you're in his head, and you're like, oh, this guy's fun.
0: Well yeah. I will tell you what when I get my e-reader um whichever one I get I will get at least the first book and I will I'll give you guys a report of what I yeah, think Yeah so we want a book we, report
2: we will Come help on. you get a copy of this You have to like you know double you know single space your lines and you know give an oral a single presentation
0: book report yeah. is a terrible idea <laughs> as someone who works as a teacher like, every time a Look, student been... does a
2: single spaced
0: document i want to strangle them
2: i i have not done a book report in f- 30 years so yeah, <laughs> yeah no no
0: true. imagine if you're like grading something and you have to point out that they made an error like, yeah i'm you know. gonna do I, that with single i, space, I, yeah. you know I realize I mean? that but uh yeah. No, I, I
2: was what? just throwing out terms that I didn't fully understand because it's been <laughs> like like years. a lot of my students. Yeah. Yes.
1: Well, you know what? <laughs> now that we're done talking about the wheel of time, thank you for throwing in on that mic, I knew both of us would have
2: a lot to say about the wheel of time. Well, yeah. I, I mean, feel very
0: tired all of a sudden.
2: <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, in our in our lives we've had more time with it than without it. That's true. So
1: we're gonna take a quick break and we will be speaking right of back. time. Yes, <laughs> to the Wheel of Time. It's not the. It, there are no beginnings nor endings to the turning of the Wheel of Time, but it was an ending. So and now for ads. Yes. Hey, David, you know what makes our show great? What's that, Kevin? No ads. You know what would make it better? What's
0: that, Kevin? Ads. What if, and I'm just spitballing here, we do ads for independent creators at reasonable rates?
1: How reasonable? Overly, how about $2 per episode pre-roll? That is almost too reasonable. Might as well go for it.
0: Let's send everyone to the contact page for Supernatural Selection. Supernaturalselectionpod.com slash contact? Exactly, just have them scroll down to the advertise with us section for more information. That sounds great! Now let's record the ad. Kevin? Yes, David? We just did. Whoa!
1: Hell yeah! Woo! Welcome back to the distraction hall. So we just got done uh, giving David a headache talking about the Wheel of Time. And, uh, uh,
2: yeah, Mike, what have you got for us? What's you been up to? So it's mostly the same old, same old. So I haven't really, other than, you know, my input on uh, Strange New Worlds, um, mostly been watching and doing the same things. I'm still watching uh, off and on Ranma one half. I'm up to uh episode sixty five and I've hit the principal arc. The arc with the principal the guy in the Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, he's in a Hawaiian shirt, he plays a ukulele, and apparently he's just there to be a pain in the ass for Ranma. <clears throat> like like up and through up through up until recently he has not been like a thing. They haven't like made school an issue. It's just kind of a place where stuff happens. Now, all of a sudden, there's this asshole who wants to, like, get up in his grill, you know? And then there's this asshole. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I admit, you know, you have to have a heel for your protagonist, and this is just the current one, and he's kind of annoying. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Because he, he speaks very poorly. I mean, I'm guessing this is what the Japanese figure... An American
3: speaks <laughs> well. I mean,
0: not not inaccurate.
2: Well, yeah, but you know, but then when the uh, and then when it's subbed out, it 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 reads really bad. <laughs> oh, I bet Konnichiwa, um, Buckaroo. See, uh, not exactly, but Konnichiwa, yes, that, bitches. That, <laughs> that stain, yes, I mean you're in the spirit, but not the. Not you know, to the letter. Not to the letter. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it continues to be fun and interesting. Um. For you know, goddamn old ass anime. Mm-hmm. I've not really watched any others. I've uh, started watching uh the newest seat or the most season thirteen of Bob's Burgers, mm. which is just kind of my you know can't think of anything else to watch. But don't want to read subtitles, so right. Watch it's, Bob's Burgers
0: it, for for me. It's so weird because that show is one of those like the first seven seasons. I'd like watch it because like I had like cable, and then yeah. I, mm-hmm. ever since like I lost cable, I just haven't watched it. But every time I watch it, it's good. I just haven't.
2: Yeah, no, it's it's yeah. it's it's the uh, platonic ideal yeah. of what The Simpsons wants to.
0: The, be. The movie was good.
2: I really enjoyed. Yeah, the Yeah, I need to watch that. I have not watched the movie, and season thirteen is post movie. So the introduction the, the opening se- you know, sequence or whatever is different. It has something that I'm assuming came from the movie. So uh, mm. it's it's like this geyser. You know how the, the show opens with the, the mm-hmm. grand opening. Yeah. And then, you know, the uh, all the stuff happens. Well, they added a water geyser that comes out of the uh, street. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just assuming that came from the movie. Yeah, yeah. I figure, yeah. If and you so get a chance,
0: watch the movie, though. It's it's really I need good. To. I should. It's like have... it's the distillation of what Bob's Burgers is, because, again, it's it's the kids going on an adventure. It's the adults having those kind of funny ass conversations. And it's got a bunch of musical numbers in it.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That reminds me of uh, you also saw the uh, next week's. The trailer for next week's Strange New World, which is a musical.
1: I am not happy about. Kevin
2: this. is not a musical fan. I I'm, am.
1: I am not only not a musical fan. If it's someone that I don't mentally associate with making music, I become real anxious. Like yeah. I can't watch people do karaoke. I can't uh, watch live performances. A lot of times, it's it's a real weird thing that my oh, therapist. No. When I explained it to my therapist, his only comment was, hmm, that's fucked up.
2: <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm not, you know, I don't sit and watch musicals much, but having watched that trailer, I'm like, going, oh, God, this looks like it'll be hilarious.
0: Yeah, and like the, the two like leads in it, uh, Chapel and Ahura, like they're both very talented singers in, in general. Are they? Yeah, yeah. They both have like a really cool musical background. So yeah, I, my, I, my question is, is Pike going to sing?
2: He better.
3: I even hope for it's better dubbed. or worse. And I hope, hope he has the voice, voice of a fucking and angel.
0: Make me fall I in love with him it, even more.
1: I want it to be obviously dubbed. I want it to be like I want, someone <laughs> else entirely I, like a black man's voice and him <laughs> just lip syncing.
2: I want the opposite. I want the raw, even if it's terrible. <laughs> like uh, like uh, Lemiz, uh, like Javert, uh, Javert. Javert Anson Mount.
0: <laughs> did, did you guys ever see that uh Lemiz um Movie that they did with uh, Russell Crowe is Javert. No,
3: and he I could not sing. Think... <laughs> 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 that sounds incredibly
2: bad. But I'm gonna look that up later.
0: <laughs> like, it's it's not bad. It's it's it's. We didn't need another oh. remake of Les Mis, but you know, there you
1: go. Well, you we certainly didn't need it with Russell Crowe.
0: Yeah, when when he starts singing the prisoner number, you're just like, do we need this? <laughs> 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 Probably
2: not, but you're getting it anyway. Oh, uh, welcome to hell.
0: <laughs> um how's your um Breath or Breath, what, T- breath of, of the Breath of the Kingdom, kingdom. Tears,
2: tears of the Wild. You know, that's actually of the where I was going life. next. I've uh, oh, been shit. playing that still. Uh just got the, the Gerudo Sage. Mm. So that makes the four of those that, you know, are obvious. Yeah. Now I you, you kind of spoiled me a little bit that there's something more which now looking at when he when you got the last one, seeing that the middle finger still is missing something, I got okay, he's still got other shit to get. Mm. So that doesn't quite surprise me. Yeah. But um no, it's so I'm gonna throw a speculation out there. You don't I don't want anyone to comment, you'll Kevin can't because he doesn't know shit about I it. can lie. But if you know anything, I don't want you to say anything. This is just my feeling about where it's going. Mm-hmm. So there's been a lot of buildup. Like, so there's been a few things like, so there's been submissions or, you know, random encounters where you lead and lead is kind of a strong word, but you help groups like fight monsters. And then there was this whole Gerudo thing where you're kind of marshalling the people where to defend and like going, okay, so if this ends in like, you know, a really big full scale, like high rule battle, I will be like pleased as punch because like, you know, in the, the, a breath of the wild, it's just like you and like nobody fucking else really you know, like helps at all. They don't give a fuck. I mean, they give a fuck, but they don't like give a fuck enough to like put their lives on the line and help you defeat, you know, the big bad. So it just seems like it, it seems to me like it's building to an actual big battle. Now, if that happens or not, that, you know, is just on my speculation. But if it does, that'd be pretty awesome. Kevin, what do you think about that?
1: Um. I think you're going to be
2: surprised when it turns into a giant orgy with ducks. Okay, if you left the ducks out, you know I would be, you know, there for it, but the ducks just ruin it for me. Yep. That's the point. <clears throat> so, how far have you gotten in Tears David? I- I'm literally I could beat
0: the game right now, but I've held off on it cuz I switched over to Dragon Quest 11. <laughs> Um, Like, again, I'm I'm going to get back into tears like uh, uh, this is a really weird time for me in this point of the year, because, again, it's an 18 week class that I'm teaching in six weeks. And I literally just got an angry email from a student on some feedback that I left them. So, yeah, it's that's what it's been like.
2: Geez. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, I never went to college, but the idea of being angry at a teacher is kind it, of weird. You know, I've the, been but, angry at teachers, yeah. but typically
1: because I did something stupid but, but, and I knew it.
0: But here's the thing, like, the student does not understand how the world works or how certain words work. So they're <laughs> making an assumption about a comment that is not what they should be assuming. Mm. So. Yeah. I see. Like if I say something is inappropriate, what do you think?
2: That that uh, was not fit for the situation. Yes, I,
0: exactly. But um, yeah, so th- that's the kind of that's the kind of stuff that. Uh, yeah. Dragon Quest 11's fun though.
1: I know. Yeah, no, <laughs> I've played it. Uh, I started over in two D. Yeah. Here's a great thing about that game, Mike. You can play it in this beautiful three D environment. And there's like lots of hidden shit, and the controls can be a little bit wonky. Or there's a 2D version where it looks like a Super Nintendo game. Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: so you ruin it?
1: Fuck
0: no, off. no, no. Actually, like my plan is to eventually, once I get, once I get to a certain point in the story, I'm going to replay the previous chapters in 2D just to make sure I find all the treasure chests because they're easier to find in 2D.
1: Yes. Um, but no, so, like
0: it, it's fun. I'm like in the um, also. I'm in Act A two lot right of the now.
1: voice actors are very. Very British.
0: I'm I'm playing it in so, the original Japanese uh, with uh, subtitles. Oh,
1: oh, I should do that because I hate <laughs> the British voice acting. And 2D, there's no voices.
0: Mm. Yeah, no. Um, no, it's fun though, and I'm I'm having fun with like I like the character progression system. I like the skill mm-hmm. system. Um, oh yeah, no, it's the, fun. the minute that I'm dual wielding bo- uh, boomerangs is just joyful.
1: I gotta get to that.
0: Yeah. Um, the, the characters, like the story, it's it's a JRPG. The story is kind of hit or miss, but um, I'm I'm enjoying that's, the that's story on this one. Quest. Um, there was a couple yep. of moments like, wow, I can't believe they actually did that. Um, but um, I just I can't now, stand the protagonist.
1: What? Sorry, is that wow, I can't believe they did that? That's amazing? Or wow, I can't fucking believe they did that?
0: Uh, uh, More like it's, I wouldn't necessarily say amazing, but it's one of those things where it's like, ah, I I didn't expect them to do that. That's pretty clever. Um, Okay, that's fair. The thing I cannot stand is the protagonist's haircut. Mm, (laughs) So I I literally swapped over to the Dragon Quest 7 costume that came with the special edition of this game.
1: Oh, I love, I love, uh, wait, which was the one? Is that the one where you're wearing like the, the orange bandana. thing? Yeah, the mana. Yes, on the head, okay, yeah. I love that game. Uh, real quick, Mike, you know, Dragon Quest, the character designer yeah, is a Akira Toriyama. So yeah. everybody in the games looks like one of the Dragon Ball characters, mm-hmm. and this character looks like Shitty Trunks. Or actually, no, that's not accurate. He looks like, uh, what was the android? 17? 18. The one with the black hair? Oh, uh, oh, yeah, I don't know. The boy android. Yeah, I think that's 17. But the, yeah. man-droid. the man-droid. Man-droid.
0: Yeah, I just I can't stand the hair on the protagonist. Like, the character no, design overall... I like, it's Toriyama. It's fun, man. Um, especially yeah. Veronica. Veronica's my favorite character.
1: And well, then, I haven't um, gotten to her yet.
0: Uh, like, you've beaten the game before, haven't you? No. Oh, okay. Uh, well, yeah, but she's on the cover. I don't think that's a spoiler, so...
1: Um, okay, sure.
0: Veronica's great, and then... Um, I, I really, then again, I'm, like, down bad for, um, like, martial arts women characters. So, one of ah. the party members, Jade, is just like, yes, I appreciate
1: okay. it. Yeah. I gotcha.
3: Yeah.
0: But, um, no, it, it's a lot of fun. I was playing last night. We had a power outage, and I lost 20 minutes of progress.
1: Oh, <laughs> So,
0: it, it's fine. I think I probably have an auto save on the slime island or whatever. But then I decided, like, oh, okay, fine. I'm going to switch to, uh, Final Fantasy Nine. um... Because I, I picked that up for like five bucks on the Switch, right? Um, right. I got twenty minutes into it, and I'm like, I'm just gonna check a walkthrough to make sure I haven't missed anything. And by that point, twenty minutes in, I had missed two items that I'm never gonna be able to get again.
1: God <laughs> fucking and, damn and it! And
0: this wow. is fucking why I play with walkthroughs all the time now. That's fair. Yeah, I just—it's one of those things. It's—it's it's annoying as hell to me. Like, I, I think at least one of the items I would have been able to get again. Um. But like, as far as like one of them, it's like, oh yeah, this makes the fights much more interesting. Um, it, it's a really good o- opening weapon. It's like, how the fuck am I supposed to know it's there? That that's the thing I'm having trouble with that's... with Final Fantasy Nine is like, it takes you so long to explore an area because you have to find little spots where there might be a hidden treasure, and there's no clue that there's something there.
2: Yeah, I, I would call that bad game design when you get yeah. locked out of. Something like I that. agree. I totally yeah. like, agree. Like I have not found like there's a couple of things where I progressed further in uh, Tears of the Kingdom mm. than something you know, but it just kind of like it 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 fell into place. It, yeah, it did well, not gatekeep me from you know f- getting that thing.
0: But that's also why I'm liking uh, Dragon Quest Eleven so much is that or um it, it's because like. They have a thing where you can track all the monsters you slay, right? And you're trying to complete it, and it's like, well, there's always going to be a place where whatever monster spawns. So even if you get into Act right. Three, you're always going to be able to go back and complete that list.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So I, I, I don't know, like it, it's you know, a lot of people a- complain about games becoming too easy, but like I think that's good because back in the day, you know, I just, I don't have that patience to. Spend 40 minutes, you know, searching an area when I could just use a walkthrough to tell me, OK, go to this spot to get this thing that there's no indication it's there.
1: I don't have enough time left in my life to worry about that kind of shit. So I kind of want to. It's me that.
0: being a little OCD about this stuff. That's also why Here, here's I, I haven't beaten Kingdom uh, Tears of the Kingdom yet, because I want to try to get all the Koroks first,
2: which is yeah. really dumb of me. So so here's this. Here's what I think we should have. We, we need is so when we were kids that kind of complexity was like a good thing I think it you know taught us valuable stuff so we what it has to do when you first start up a game it has to ask you your age <laughs> and if you put like you know anything over say 25 it you know cuts a lot of shit out and, you know, makes things a little less complicated. And so you can, like, you know, mainline that shit. Whereas if you answer anything under 25, you get the Nintendo hard, you know, <laughs> super complex, mm-hmm. have to backtrack every five minutes, you know, original Zelda experience, because that builds character. goddammit. it. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. No, I'm, I'm signed. I'm, I'm going for that. Yeah, let's make that happen. Yep. <laughs> oh man, video games, man, video games. Yep. And it, yeah. It's Amazing. It's nuts right now because I also picked up um, Splatoon three for Holly's birthday, and I started playing that, and I was having a lot of fun. But it's like, what time do I fucking have to play all these games?
2: Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> that did think make me think of a question, like, not mm. not a question, not with a capital Q, but so. I can name one game from my youth that I am still like proficient at. Like I can still like sit down and play and be fucking good at. Not like amazing, but still good. Good. Mm-hmm. And that's Mega Man 2. Mm. Like I can, you know, I don't I can't rattle off now what what order the bosses should be fought in, but I kind of know.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, I start with Metal Man and get the metal blades. And, and then that you makes go to wood. Man. A lot of shit, yeah. Well, obviously wood man because metal and wood and all that. But, well, saws in particular, yeah. but yeah. S- but yeah, so I can pretty, I wouldn't say effortlessly, but pretty regularly, every time I've sat down with that game, I can get through the eight bosses and onto the Dr. Wily stages without much problem.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Any games like that for y'all?
1: Super Mario World. Okay. Just mm-hmm. yeah. straight up, I pick the controller up and then I'm like, I'm already on like the third area of this game. You what already know fuck? how
0: to where, open up the secret where, item area. Yeah.
1: And, yeah. Where, where did the time go and how am I halfway through this game now? Yeah, exactly. With like a, 300 lives. What the fuck?
0: <laughs> uh, for, for me, um like any Mario Kart game, I just kind of pick up naturally. Cause like, okay. If, but no, like the, the game for me where it's like, I know where everything is. um I can kind of go through it with my eyes shut is uh, Earthbound.
1: Ah, love that game, but I have not beaten it. It's yeah. it's it's real grindy.
0: Uh, not too much, because at a certain point, if, if you I've if played you, it, it's grindy. <laughs> no, see, I, I don't know, because like I find myself over leveling stuff really quickly and it takes out the challenge.
1: OK, all so, right.
0: I, I don't know. I don't know.
1: OK, that's fine.
0: But, but Mario Kart's yeah. one of those that, like, every time Mario Kart's out, I, like, pick it up instantly, and I'm... Like, even the arcade one, like, it's a completely different style of gameplay because you got the fucking steering wheel at the arcade version, but it's just, it's Mario Kart. It just makes sense to me.
2: Sure. Yeah. Okay. Nonetheless, that's, that's mine, so... Yeah. I, I, I'll officially call a close to my section, Kevin.
3: Oh,
1: okay. Well, guys, it is time... For the question slash game. With a capital Q. With a capital Q. Mm-hmm. I gave this a lot of thought this time. I had several <laughs> options. Okay. But what I came up with is, gentlemen,
3: mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to start with Mike on this one, mm-hmm. and then David, then me. What is the most influential uh, pop culture franchise or uh, pop culture media from your childhood that affected your life the most, has it been remade slash updated? And if not, would you want it to be?
2: Mm. Influential, like...
1: Something that obviously changed uh like something that affected you like like the uh, reason
0: the, the reason you are the way you are
1: like something something that like really impacted your early life like that you could go back and go yeah no this really bent my
2: tastes in so, a particular way so do you want me to go first no and so i can explain you, it you you told me to go first okay. so okay. i'll go All first right. um because at first i was kind of stumped But as you explained it, it became clear Mm -hmm. to me what
1: it was. Like I said, what is it? Has it been remade slash updated?
2: And if not, would you want it to be? All right. So it is Robotech, specifically Robotech the New Generation. The third series. The third part. Has it been remade? No, because Harmony Gold is a piece of shit company that has cockblocked every attempt to bring over anything uh, macros yeah. related or even close. Yeah,
1: I'm just gonna go ahead and say the official stance of this podcast and the Supernet Network here is uh, "fuck Harmony Gold." <laughs> yeah,
2: and how it you know changed my life. Well, one, it you know opened the door to anime. I think mm-hmm. it had a tremendous. Uh, Impact on making me a giant fucking geek, weed and weed. <laughs> yes, no, I understand. And it single-handedly, basically, made me and Kevin best friends. Oh,
1: it did. We were in school. Neither of us went to the Powderpuff football game. I got up on the chalkboard because it's just the two of us in the classroom. This old man's classroom. And I started drawing. I said to Mike I just turned to Mike. I was like, hey man, come on, why don't you draw? I think so, I think the
2: teacher had said something about it. we could draw on the chalkboard yeah, if you to. I think to.
1: I asked. Yeah. But like I start drawing Mario from Mario Three with a raccoon tail, mm. which looked like he had a striped penis the way I drew it. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike, I look over, has drawn uh, Scott Bernard's cyclone cycle armor. Yeah, so so in... Meticulously uh, recreated, but the legs were too big, so so, it looked like he was,
2: like, slouching. Yeah, so, you know, I was drawing off of a picture, which is pretty much the only way I can draw. I I used to be decent enough, but if if I could look at something, I could draw it, but I could never, like... Make the transition to drawing something from my head very well, right? Mm-hmm. Mike's so, more of so, a Xerox machine. So I drew this on the chalkboard, but because of perspective, because the feet were closer to me, I drew them bigger, and so it's kind of like this, you know, uh, exaggerated perspective where it made. I mean, I guess it in a way it would kind of work because it made them look really tall. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you're looking up. If you were, like, at his feet and looking up, just towering.
1: The way it did this sharp thing at the waist and became smaller, (laughs) it really looked like he was slouching, and, like, the top half was just (laughs) further back. Like, oh, God, I'm so tired, and I'm hung, I fall. I ate too much in my power cyclone cycle armor. This is starting to turn into weird ASMR stuff. i got to stop. And the boots were
2: really big and clunky on it. So so if you're not familiar with... uh, the the you should look new generation of Macross. Uh, they spend a lot of time on these motorcycles that like transform into armor. It's pretty so, badass. So yeah, I mean it was like <laughs> super cool to me. Still is. But That's yeah, why you know. Mike has a motorcycle. Well, it's one of the reasons I will not doubt that or not deny that. Yeah. But uh, so you know they. But it's funny because ninety percent of the armor is just what they wear while riding the motorcycles. The motorcycle basically becomes a backpack, yeah, and a chest piece, and, and like, the guns on the arms, and the guns on the arms. Oh, that's cool. But be, so so, but on on foot, off off of the motorcycles, they just have giant feet, giant like boots. Mm. But yeah, but no, I mean, I, I would say that would be the most like any if anything can be said because you know, I think Wheel of Time's a little later than that, because that was mm-hmm. my teen years. Yeah, but yeah, so that would I would say it would be that. It's good answer. Good answer.
1: Yeah. Yeah, very good. Uh, David, I'm going to send you a picture real quick of the uh, the Cyclone Cycle armor uh, in Discord, if you don't mind, mm-hmm. and you'll you'll see uh, what I'm talking about. It'll be under that picture of Moraka I sent you. Oh, yes. <laughs> no when context for that explanation to, for anything. yeah yep nope all right and uh, with Mike mm. answering Mike That's thank rad. you for that i figured it was going to be robotech so yeah yep uh, david how about you uh,
0: so this is tough because there's two franchises that have like kind of like created my personality mhm and it's either teenage mutant ninja turtles or super mario
1: both of which are still going strong.
0: Yeah. Um, I know how to pick them. That's for sure. Um, mm-hmm. But no, like it's So like number one, Ninja Turtles, my obsession with Ninja Turtles was huge. Um, oh, but yeah. it, it wasn't it was it wouldn't be a shock to anyone. Right. Um, you know, because it was like one of the biggest things on Earth at the time, you know, um, still big today. Yep. But I think for this answer, I'm probably going to lean towards Super Mario because I was into Super Mario before I even picked up a controller. Um, yeah,
1: cause my, I remember your little comics you did with your super Mario toys.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And then also like, um, like my, my, my grandfather, my step grandfather, he, um, Italian descent, uh, his, my, my, I call him my grandpa Sam, but he's my great grandpa on that side of the family. Uh, gotcha. very, very Italian as fuck guy. Right. He used to, <laughs> he used to do stuff for the mafia, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he always liked seeing me with like little Super Mario things like, oh, it's an Italian man. Um, you know, I'm not I don't have Italian in me or anything like that. Right. Unless I go to a nice dinner. But anyway, um, <laughs> so so it, for, for me, like growing up, like Mario was always a thing. Like even as a baby, I had Mario stuff like I was talking to my mom the other day and she has my little Mario tennis shoes from like when I was two. You know, I had the Super Mario Happy Meal toys the, for the Super Mario Brothers 3. I used to watch a cartoon. Yep. Uh, I yep. had the Mario dolls and everything like that. And then when I was old enough to play the NES, I mean, guess what fucking video game I played?
1: Oh, <laughs> God. Yeah, of course. Yeah.
0: So, So for me, it's always been like Super Mario, which is why, like, the fact that there was a Mario movie that came out and it was good. Like
1: you were ecstatic. Yeah, no, I,
0: I lost my shit. Like I still think like my favorite movie this year is that Super Mario Brothers movie because again, it's just something that has just been so suffused into my personality, and like it also influenced me creatively in a lot of ways too. Um, you know, because I learned about like game design through it and like using those principles and stuff that I do. Um, like when I design my characters, I often think in the terms of like, well, what makes Mario iconic? And it's through those limitations in the design uh, process, based on the hardware, that certain things were created, and that's what makes the character look iconic. Why does Mario have yep. a big nose? Because the sprite needed identifiable features. Why did he have the mustache? Why right. did he have the hat? You know, and that's the approach that I take to designing things. I always try to like boil these down to like, how would Nintendo have done it? Right. And, yeah, that's another reason why I'm going to cry when I go to Super Nintendo Land at Universal. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: would love to see that, actually.
0: Dude, I I swear to God, I will cry because, like, again, it's like... The other thing is, like, Mario was big when I was a kid, right? And -hmm, then for a few years, they just didn't make Mario merchandise. So whatever I could get a hold of... I flip the fuck out because I'm like, oh my god, I'm so happy I finally found something. Like, I remember, um, you know those Easter egg kits from PAS, P-A-A-S?
2: Yes. Yeah, of course.
0: They had a Mario Paint Easter egg kit where it was themed after the Mario Paint video game. And it had stickers and everything like that. And I still have a bunch of those stickers around. Um, Okay. And then also, like, I remember one time I freaked out because there was an American Greetings... um, card machine in the Target right and it's one of those where it's Mm -hmm. like oh you can make your own card it'll put the text on there for you but they had Mario and Donkey Kong themed cards you couldn't get yeah and it would print out the cards you couldn't buy like a Mario themed card on the shelf but this thing would like print so I remember as a kid and I'm just a little kid here um, like maybe like eight or nine um, like at that machine while we go to Target just like oh look at all the cool Mario drawings yeah, so that's my yeah. very um, on the spectrum answer.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well no, that's fine. And and of course it's still going strong. Yeah, and there's like, been I can the get, movie so I can get so much it's Mario been shit now.
0: Like like literally on my desk right now, I have my little Mario mushroom, I have my Bowser amiibo, I have my wedding mm-hmm. Mario amiibo.
1: Right. Yeah. Um Mike my- before I answer my question, mm-hmm. uh, I just found out something that that I have not read. You know, I got the Wheel of Time Companion, which is a massive fucking encyclopedia of everything in the Wheel of Time made from Jordan's notes by Team Jordan, the yeah. folks that uh, helped him write the books and keep track of all of his data. Yeah. Bella lived. Huh? Bella mm-hmm. lived. No, she didn't. Uh, it's in the book. It's what? not in the the last book, but it's in her entry.
2: What, what, sorry, I was, um, do whatever. We'll talk about that later.
0: Okay. That later. <laughs> sorry. It sounds like this is groundbreaking stuff, and I'm just, I wish I no, it's It's, it's just, a horse. It's, it's
1: a fucking horse that. Everybody thought died, and then it turns out from the Wheel of Time companion. And, and exists,
0: didn't that horse left. influence you in your own story?
1: Yeah, uh, no. Oh, anyway, that's not my thing. Oh, okay, uh, okay. I thought about doing Robotech, but it dawned on me Robotech was the result of something else for me. Uh, mine was Voltron. Defender Mm. of the Universe. I mean, I liked Voltron. Oh, I was completely insane for Voltron. It was my absolute first experience with anime. Uh, It was real cool. I mean, it had transforming shit turning into a giant robot. Uh, I loved the lions. I mean, I loved the vehicle Voltron and everything. But, you know, they kept replaying the lions. And I also had a thing for the princess.
3: Both as I again. got older
1: yeah uh but like
2: although I will say Legendary Defenses Allura's better
1: I was just getting to that mine has been remade and it was fucking awesome
2: Yes, Legendary Defender is amazing. Yeah.
0: Yes. I, I, when I was... Because I, I used to watch like reruns of Voltron, like the original when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to also watch Battle of the Planets, which was originally Gachamon. We didn't have and that. And I used to confuse the two. Because okay. again, it's mul- it's it's Sentai, right? It's multi-color, yeah. you know, costume yeah. teams. It's color-coded
1: heroes with shit.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I, I used to get the two confused, but... Um,
1: yeah, yeah, see yeah. we didn't have Battle for the Planets in my market, so I'd and I don't never remember
2: seen it, it being a thing either in my market. So
0: then again, yeah. like and also which was when Louisiana at the, the time. Like anime, anime was more available.
1: Yeah, we I can see that. We were growing up in the uh the dry times.
0: Yeah, because I, I had Toonami. You guys didn't have Toonami.
2: The only thing I remember before, like Voltron, so I don't know with between Robotech and Voltron which I saw first. Probably Voltron. But well, Voltron it was pretty started
1: close. when I was in Vicksburg, and Robotech
2: started after I moved. Well, that's to that's for so,
1: you, yeah, for but, me. I But just, in Louisiana,
2: that's I mean. they were, I think they were closer, right? So, but I do remember as a very young child seeing Speed Racer.
1: You know. I never saw it until it came on MTV.
2: Yeah, I mean, not not a lot, but I do remember as a kid when I was visiting relatives, and I re- kind of remember my dad telling me, I had to have been like f- somewhere between five and eight years old. Right. And, you know, telling me, you know, just saying that it was, you know, a cartoon from Japan and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But... I mean, I, I, I do remember a bit about Speed Racer. I just didn't yeah. really watch it well, a lot.
1: Again, I was exposed to, like, before Voltron, I remember uh, there was a... Sh- they used to play Kimba the White Lion on one mm. of our local channels. But mm. I didn't like it that much. I didn't... It wasn't, like, something that affected me. Voltron was aimed right at my brain oh, yeah. and my no, parents' pocketbook. So... It definitely worked its magic. Yes. And my parents, God bless them, they bought me fucking Voltron stuff. I had a Voltron Christmas one year. I got, you know the Voltron that had the cockpits that you could put the action figures in?
3: Mm.
1: I got it. I got the whole goddamn one. Hell yeah. And they got me, like, all the figures except Keith because they were sold out. But they also got me, like... Uh, one of the 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 drool uh, spaceships, mm. and like King Zarkon and Witch Hagar, and I had me a damn good old time for a long while there. Hell yeah! It was awesome. It was one of the best Christmases ever.
0: And you got a really good reboot of it too, which is also I nice. I did,
1: which you don't get that often.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, either a franchise goes strong continuously oh, yeah. or you get like a reboot and then that's like a 50, 50 shot. Like, you know, the other one that I grew up with that I liked a lot was, um, I, again, I, I caught a lot of these as reruns as a kid because the shows had come out like 10 years earlier, but it was, uh, Thundercats, right? Like, I, oh, I
1: loved Thundercats I as a kid. I had I, a Thundercats Christmas one year.
0: Yeah. Like Thundercats, like I watched a lot of that, loved it. And I loved the reboot and I'm sad that they oh, never yeah. continued it.
2: Nope. It was that great. was that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm very sad that it did toy sales.
1: Week. Fucking and Cartoon Network just being fucking
2: yeah, asshole. Same thing yeah.
1: with the He-Man
0: reboot because that He-Man uh-huh. reboot, um, that that Masters of the Universe reboot around that same oh, time, oh the again, 2002,
1: I, somewhere in there. Yeah,
0: not not the He-Man in space that was done in like the early 90s. No, no, no. I, but, I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah,
1: the the one that had uh, Cam Clark voicing him and everyone spun their swords all the time. Yeah. It was fun, It was man. good. Don't get me wrong. It was and, good. And the toys were fucking was, awesome. It was very extreme. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh in its own way. But no, He Man that was the new adventures of He Man, uh, with Gary Chalk as uh He Man, which if you if you don't know who, who Gary Chalk is, he voiced Optimus Primal in Beast Wars. Mm. And went on to voice Optimus Prime in some of the late, in like the Japanese series. When they brought those over, he, uh, since he was non-union at the time, he voiced Optimus Prime in those. Mm. But, uh, yeah, he made it in space, as you put it. Uh, that was a terrible show. The yeah, reboot I, was I, good.
0: I, I don't remember a whole lot of it. No, I don't remember that.
1: Yeah. But, like. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I love that they had the origin of Skeletor, you know, as a, Kel- what is it, Keldor? Mm-hmm. And they threw the weird magic acid in his face, and he turned into a skull, and yada yada yada. It was a good show.
3: Yeah.
1: Mike, you got another one you want to bring up real quick? Since we're just I, throwing
0: stuff. Do, out? do you have I one mean, that has a happy ending? Because yours was a sad ending. What meeting Kevin? Yeah. You know, no, yeah, no, the, because Harmony Gold like won't like let oh, you. Yeah.
2: I mean, um, the cl- closest next thing would be like, so intermittently like depending on what era you know me and my brother were both into transformers or gi joe
3: mm-hmm. yeah and both
2: of them have been kind of hit or miss transformers more hit or miss gi joe mostly misses oh yeah i mean, the the, jet, the the what was it the uh, gi joe revolution uh <laughs> it, re- it was the one that came on the hub that one was all right yeah but everything else, G.I. Joe, has been dog shit. Renegades. Renegades, Renegades. Yeah, Renegades, yeah. right. I knew it had an R. But uh, that one was okay. But Transformers, you know, the, the animated shows have been all right to, you know, middling. The right. Netflix one below middling, kind of. Because mm. just the voice acting was terrible. Like, everyone talking in it was just sounded like they were bored. And just phoning it in. It's like, you know, uh, Dinklage levels of phoning it in. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, some some of the more recent ones are all right. And, you know, the Michael Bay movies, the less said about them, the better. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they... Some do.
1: of the anime shows, like Prime, was a good show. Prime was a good show. one great show, but it was a good show. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was that. Uh, Beast Wars, terrible animation turned into a pretty good show. Beast I need Machines could have been good. I need
2: to watch Beast Wars again just because it was in a time where I wasn't really, it was too cheesy for me in my 20s. No, I understand. So, you know, I probably well, should go back and watch it. One of
1: my favorite moments from Beast Wars was just the Decepticons, you know, it takes place on prehistoric Earth. Yeah. So they find the Ark, the Autobot arc with the original Transformers in it.
2: Yeah, and, they like they landed there in you know before prehistory basically before yeah. any life really
1: yeah so the autobots and the decepticons are in there dead and the decepticons are Not a, dead in stasis dead. stasis yeah. the decepticons have taken the ark and put up and and closed it off and the maximals are shooting at it and this is a reference to the toys Rat trap says something along the lines of uh Jeez, it's like the thing's all one piece, and Optimus just goes die casting. It's a lost art. Yeah. yeah, I was like, "That's great. That is a fun little joke about the toys." So,
0: yeah, you know, an, another I, one I'd throw out there is uh, very fundamental, and I was just thinking about that as you guys were talking was the uh, the Batman animated series because it oh, gave us oh, like God. over a decade yeah. of really good peak DC oh. animated.
1: I mean, Story it time. fed back and like changed the
2: comics to boot. It, it, several of the it, characters it definitely changed, like the tack of Batman in a lot of things. Oh ways. yeah, like and just hell, um, uh, what's his name? What's the voice actor's Kevin name? Conroy. Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy. Jesus. Kevin Conroy being the voice of Batman and everything. You know, R. voiceover R. Over yeah. for you know what. Two he, and a half, three decades. He oh, is yeah.
0: the Batman for me. Like He's I Batman. can't. Like, like was, I, that
2: voice is Batman. He was yeah, yeah. He was Batman in pretty much every voiced video game up until you know near his death.
1: Yeah. And here's the thing: we're starting to get our first post Kevin Conroy voice stuff with Batman, and it's not the same. You know, no yeah. offense to these actors, but goddamn.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah,
3: I yeah.
1: fucking fucking Batman the Animated Series. I just remember my sister being down from Utah one time uh at for my graduation uh from high school and we're changing channels and Batman the Animated Series is on and she sees it and she just, hmm, everything's black and dark or uh black and square. This must be Batman. <laughs> I was like, Well, okay, she's not wrong.
0: Right. Uh, if you hear thrashing on my desk, that's because my cat is having one right now. <laughs>
1: oh, she, she, God. She's having a moment. Okay, that's fine. But that's what cats do. Yeah, yeah. Well, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: I think that's it. Well, we yeah, we were gonna do uh birthdays, right? Oh yeah, no, good yeah. point. So yeah, just, tell
1: us our birthday.
0: I, I figure it's kind of a fun thing to throw in. So we've got some we got some fun ones this week. So this is um People born July 23rd. It's still the 23rd over here for me. Uh, okay. Happy birthday to Daniel Radcliffe.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: wow.
3: Hey, happy mm-hmm.
2: birthday, mm-hmm. Mr. Potter.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, who, by the way, like, he takes on weird shit, and I, I appreciate that about him.
2: Yeah, Oh yeah. You know, no, no. he just, he's got to that level. It's like, you know, well, fuck, everyone's going to think of as Harry Potter, so he might yeah. as well do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, like,
0: he, he made his bag on Harry Potter, so he can do whatever the fuck he wants and be happy with it, and I'm yeah, happy, happy for him um philip he uh, i'm sorry philip seymour hoffman rest in power
1: oh yeah man i just saw the mission impossible he was in and mm-hmm. boy he was one of the best villains mm-hmm. of uh the mission impossible series so oh, far. yeah
0: i'm rewatching the series right now i, I just finished mission impossible too because i want to watch them all before i <laughs> see the newest one
1: two is that's the one i skipped because i hated it so it, fucking it's not much. good it's not good no uh, three was better, but man, once Brad Bird got a hold yes. of it, I was like, Ghost ooh. Ghost Protocol
0: is my favorite of the ones I've seen.
1: That is definitely the best one out of the ones I've yeah. seen so far.
0: Uh, happy bu- uh, birthday to Woody Harrelson. Mm-hmm. Oh! yeah, That's fun. We also mentioned Paul Wesley earlier, so Captain mm-hmm. Kirk. Happy birthday, Captain. Catherine Hahn, who's amazing. Catherine
1: Hahn. Uh, she was Agatha in, uh uh WandaVision. Right. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was Agatha all along.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Let's see. Charisma Carpenter, Marlon Waynes. Oh, hey. Margo oh. Lane? Uh yeah, uh Marlon Waynes.
1: Marlon oh, Waynes. Oh Marlon Wayne. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. I like him. Uh Tom Mizen who I remember from that show Sleepy Hollow, where he played Didn't Ichabod Crane. It. it was like the police procedural with like a time oh, displaced yeah. Ichabod Crane, which was really heard good. About it. It was pretty fun. It had, um, yeah, I, I I would like to see that one again. So it's his birthday, let's see, um, Ronnie Cox.
1: Who, oh man, mm-hmm. Ronnie Cox has been like just in my childhood since fucking
0: Jellico and... fucking Jellico.
1: Yep. Um,
0: uh,
3: Edie, yeah. Edie McClurg.
1: Mike, he was a, he was the, the captain in that next generation episode where Picard was captured by the Cardassians.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm, still not
1: uh, He uh, He was the guy he was a bad so, guy in Robocop one say, that
2: Robocop shot up. So you're okay, the yeah, the uh, the CEO in Robocop One. Oh, That's what I he, thought.
1: And he was a bad guy in uh the, the main bad guy in uh uh Total Recall. He's a great character actor. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So um, yeah, so
1: so so the guy that played bad guys. Yeah, he was, he was the president uh, in the later seasons of Stargate. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Edie okay. McClurg turned 78 today. You might remember her from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles as the, um, the, 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 when Steve Martin comes in and he talks about, I want a fucking car or I want a fucking whatever it is, and then she goes, oh, you're fucked. Yeah, she has that Midwestern... Yeah. Um, oh,
1: okay, okay. Yeah. I know her as the secretary from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. She, she was also mm. the church lady
0: in Elvira, the Elvira movie.
1: Yes, she was. She yeah. was also, she was like the neighbor in uh, that Valerie Harper show. Yeah,
0: Valerie. Yeah, Edie McClurg is great. I, I love her. Every time I see her, I'm just I'm like, she puts a smile on my face. Yeah, she was, uh, I think, Second City alumni, uh, along with like a bunch of major co- uh, comedians um okay and yeah i think that about oh slash oh oh wow yeah vinter slash um yeah slash is
2: um 58 wow so and i, I heard that uh recently most of guns and roses finally got back together to tour yeah. they missing uh What's his name? Uh, was Duff? It Duff? Yeah, I think Duff was the only one that didn't come back because, like, during the, the bad times, they ba- he basically was the first one to leave just because of how mm-hmm. shit it had become. Yeah. Oh, that's understandable. It was Duff or Izzy. I can't remember if it was Duff or Izzy. I think I it was know. Duff, but it could have been Izzy. But yeah, whoever, whichever one it was, you know, he's like, never again. You... you Axel, you're just too fucking out of it. I'm you're too fucking Axel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: That's why I like doing the birthday things because it lets us kind of like do those little tangents at the end there.
2: Yeah, he remembers people.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, happy birthday to all those people and what we remember about them. So,
2: indeed, happy birthday to Slash's Top Hat.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, that he stole. He was born with it. Was oh that must have been a difficult child. It's actually
3: a tumor. He was he's very sensitive hat. about it. He
1: was
2: his he was, he was, he was, oh, was actually he was a New Year's baby.
0: It's a flesh top hat.
2: <laughs> oh, he wasn't a New Year's baby because his birthday. Like
0: been, if it's really hot, job. that hat yeah. starts sweating.
2: Oh God, <laughs> that's disgusting.
0: It's where all of his musical well, talent resides. If you were oh, able to pull the hat from his head, he he becomes a new smash.
1: He's actually, the hat is his conjoined twin It's taking control of his body. It plays
2: no. the guitar. He's just riding around in the back of its head screaming, he just, just I so want to
3: be a writer! No, he, Kevin, just the, hat,
2: the hat's not the conjoined tin, twin. The conjoined twin is under the hat. Oh. Just, you see him on stage like
0: really ripping it with a guitar, and he's like, this is involuntary, please help me.
2: But he can't, but he has no mouth, so he cannot scream. That's why he doesn't talk. All the the voice that you hear from him actually comes from the hat. (laughs) Yeah. It's like that dude with
1: the face on the back of his head that told him to kill people at night, and he's like, please kill the thing. The
0: distraction hole slash lore.
1: Yes. Aaron Mankey is rolling in his not grave right now because he's still alive. But he, he felt a disturbance in the force oh
2: god the, the real Slash all he wants to do is like read Tolkien and like sit in a library and roll dice and play D&D yeah it's if you
0: ever remove the hat like there's always going to be a new Slash
1: that grows out of it oh god uh, it's like an earthworm it's like Frosty the Snowman actually he's
2: like Frosty the Snowman it's just a hair golem <laughs> just just find a barber shop somewhere throw the hat on the floor and it becomes a new Slash <laughs>
1: Oh god! I love that idea. He's up there getting
2: electrocuted. Yells, "I'm not the first slash!" (laughs) He just (laughs) he just forms out of the hair, holding a guitar. Happy birthday,
1: <laughs> Actually, He just starts playing the riff from November Rain. No, sweet,
2: uh, sweet <laughs> child of mine, the doo 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 doo. Yeah, the one in the fucking Geico <laughs> commercials <Yes. laughs> that I hate. Yes. Yeah,
1: oh
0: Jesus a, uh... Christ! This is the most disturbing thing we've talked
1: about. <laughs> it is. It's worse than anything we've ever talked about on Supernatural Selection. So, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at the end of every episode, David likes us to have our uh, our little moment of zen. Our our our. Positive affirmation. Well, we
0: are going into the new week, you know what I mean? So, we are.
2: Yeah. And and, and, and to, to clean the palate from slash the hair goals. <laughs> slash <which> homunculus. <laughs>
1: slash Homunculus. So I've been listening to a lot of stuff about wrestling lately. Uh Hell yeah. You know, there was that there was that uh, special uh, few episodes about Vince McMahon on Behind the Bastards <laughs> and now uh our fake history is doing was wrestling ever real. Mm. And he started off talking about two wrestlers that were caught, uh, breaking kayfabe hacksaw Jim Duggan and the iron chic. They mm. were both busted for drunk driving and cocaine together on the way to a show. I think they should,
2: should expound upon briefly about what that, uh, okay. Kayfabe,
1: was. kayfabe is, uh, the storyline in wrestling that's not real, but they have to pretend it's real. And
0: it it comes from the like old regional version of wrestling where you had like, yes, it it got really serious where people believed that like these people were Actually, who they claim to
2: be. Yeah.
1: And we're yeah. we're
0: going to have Kayfabe, to do like a
1: wrestling special. Oh, no, <laughs> but, we don't. But I saw the point
2: I was getting to. I, it, it boiled down to that, you know, heels and faces couldn't be friends. Yeah. yeah. If
1: you're an enemy, you can't hang out with uh, with them even though you're friends. And this is one of those things that really drove that point home. And by the way, K is basically fucked up Pig Latin because they were all stupid back then. <laughs> uh, it's, it's fucked up Pig Latin for fake. Mm hmm. Is what kayfabe is. <laughs> so anyway, that being said, our closing thought tonight is from the late, great Iron Sheik, a in man power. who he should still be here, not yeah. Hulk Hogan. I'm yeah. sorry to say that. I don't wish ill of Hulk Hogan necessarily, but goddamn. Um. <laughs> I do wish ill of Hulk Hogan, yeah. but like I, you know, Maybe I don't want to say I want I him I to die. I don't want not Hogan to sense.
0: die. I don't want Hogan to die, but I it, like if he had to like step on a Lego every time he left his he, condo.
1: I want him he, to have a Christmas Carol style incident
2: that changes his life. If he if he ended up as a McDonald's drive through employee, I would not be. Feel sympathy for him.
1: Mm. I'm sorry. I just now I'm picturing him leaning out a window. Brother, what day is it?
3: <laughs> right, you know, it's Christmas. I hadn't
2: missed it. I was I was gonna say if he ended up penniless on the street, but not. I feel sorry for anybody yeah. that ends up penniless yeah. on the street. He, if he ended up in I, a minimal viable job, just getting by, I would be like, yeah sure. eh, that's karma. But our thought
1: is from, once again, the late, the great Iron Sheik. The man whose last tweet before his death was, Hulk Hogan
2: has micro-machine-sized balls. (laughs) Which is funny, considering that... uh... Wait, no, I'm thinking something different. Yeah. They all do.
1: He is a fucking great man. And uh, that being said... Your positive affirmation for the week. Your final thought. What I want to send you into the next week thinking about is the Iron Sheik from June 9th, 2018. Take a minute of your day to be nice to someone, you dumb son of a bitch.
2: <laughs>
3: Words to live by. God, I miss him. Thank you. I do, Fuck. too.
1: That was That's great. Uh-huh. So, again... I've been Kevin, along with Mike, sort of, and David, Mm -hmm. maybe, and this has been the Distraction Hole, and you are now climbing
2: out. We'll see you next time. Goodbye.
0: Have a nice night, dumb sons of bitches.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I I, I just want to say that I constantly in my head, I get the Micro Machines guy mixed up with a mean gene. That's where I was going they with that. The they look the in same in a lot of ways. So in Me my brain, Gino they just... Went in the yeah. micromachine guy. So that, that's where I was going with that when I realized, wait a minute, no, pull up, pull up, you're wrong. Because <laughs>
1: the machine's balls... And <laughs> I get rest, it yeah. now. Oh my God, that's terrible. Yes.